Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Torch East Coast cast. It is Wednesday. It's March 6, 2019. I am your host, Travis Bryant. And joining me, per usual, is my main man, my co-host extraordinaire, uh, Cameron Hawkins. Cam, uh, uh, how goes things? Things are well. Things are well. How you doing? Doing good. Um, so you're uh, Back strong on your creative tip with your with with the eight uh, bit take uh, was it takeover no 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 the dusty classic uh, yeah. uh, tournament brackets that you made awesome are they on Seahawk C edits what's what you think uh no I, like I have it's just, it's one of those weird problems I have too many Instagram pages and so that one kind of went by the wayside <laughs> so <laughs> that one was like yeah. <laughs> It's still around, but yeah, um, not, not not so many updates. But yeah, you'll you'll find it on his info, and we'll get get that to you in just a bit here. Again, it's the East Coast Cast. It's Wednesday. It's time to talk some wrestling and all kinds of stuff. Let's go ahead and give out all the pertinent information uh, so you guys can uh, get at us, communicate with us. Uh, in all kinds of ways. If you want to have your voice heard on this here show, there are two ways to go about that. Uh, the first way is to simply give us a call while we're uh, while we're live on air, and we'll get you on air and get you know just get in line. We'll get you on, get your questions, your comments. You've got uh, things you want to get off your uh, get off your chest and say to us about uh, pro wrestling as a whole or, or whatever. Get at us. Hit the constellation lines at 347-202-0103. Once again, that's 347-202-0103. The other way to have your voice heard is to hit up our voicemail line. We've got uh, three unadulterated minutes for questions, comments. you got to rant in you, That is a, and you can't call us to rant. That is the place uh, to do it. Hit the voicemail line up at 415-787-5229. Once again, that's 415-787-5229. Uh, you can hit us on a traditional email tip. 
The mailbag is always open and constantly being refreshed. East Coast Audio Show at gmail.com. East Coast Audio Show at gmail.com. Currently, we've got one non VIP email that, uh, Um, so literally in during in the middle of that read, uh my front door opens and a dog runs in. <laughs> and my roommate just I just hear like jingle jangle you know, like a collar. Look at little little doggies over there in my dining room. <laughs> so that's uh interesting. Hopefully he or she doesn't start barking and causing uh a fuss. <laughs> but anyway. Um, um, yeah, so we've got one non-VIP email in already from Gibran out in Vegas. Uh, get your emails in. If you're a non-VIP or VIP, make sure you indicate it somewhere in the subject or the body of the email so we know which uh, segment of the show to read it. So once again, East Coast Audio Show at gmail.com. Uh, you can find, find us on Twitter. At East Coast Cast, Twitter.com slash East Coast Cast. Oh, somebody answered my question. Basically a dinosaur, mutant born of the atomic age. Yeah. Um um thanks, Rich. I thought that was just gonna go uncared uh, about. <laughs> but that's cool. Is Godzilla a dragon or a dinosaur or something else? I'm with Rich there, he's a dinosaur. No long neck, no no wings. Um, how are you a dragon if you don't have either of those things? But he does breathe fire, so I, can, I definitely see the argument. But just his shape and those little Godzilla, arms, those little dinosaur arms, <laughs> I think it's pretty physically obvious. But yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> find us on, on Twitter at East Coast Gas. Uh, you can find my personal Twitter at Trav Lord. You can find Cam at Seahawk. That's C E E Hawk. And uh <laughs> yeah, and the last bastion of Get Adage, find us on Facebook. The Facebook fan page can be found at Facebook.com slash PW Torch East Coast Cast. Uh hit us with uh with a meme, an article, uh comment, all kinds of things. You know how the social media works. Uh but yeah, like the page, uh tag your wrestling buddies on it. I'll get the word spread that way. I don't think we had any likes this week. Uh, but, yeah, go continue to uh, to support the, the fan page and uh, and the like and all the socials. So, yeah, headlines. What, what's, what's, the, what's the thing? What's the, uh, Cam, what's the A and B story of the week here so far? Yeah, or of the, the last um, week, I should say. Yeah, the OVA story is definitely the, uh, you know, the furthering of the uh, Ronda, Becky, Charlotte storyline uh, mm-hmm. with Ronda, I mean, seemingly turning heel on Monday night. Um, you know, being fed up with all the back and forth talk, um, being upset with how the crowd responds to her, uh, juxtaposed with how they respond to to Becky, who is, I mean, it's really interesting. It's Becky Lynch is not Steve Austin, even though I say she's Steve Austin, but but kind of hear me out. Becky Lynch is kind of Steve Austin, and Ronda Rousey's kind of Bret Hart. All these things right, and then yeah. you're a person who's literally 
you know, going about things in, in this unconventional way. Breaking and, all the rules and, and, you know, getting arrested, yeah. and that's not a hero. I'm the hero. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, exactly. wow, that's really good. That's really good. There, so, um, yeah, so it's kind of Ronda snapping, and, um, and, and yeah, I think, I think kind of building off that, like, I know it's been, it's been a big talking point this week about, you know, like, her character kind of changing, and really, it's, it hasn't killed the narrative, but it's adjusted the narrative of do we really want a triple threat or not. Like, it's something else kind of added to it. Um, yeah, I think just, just Ronda's physicality and really, um, you know, coming after Becky like that, I think would be the, the A story. Um, you know, the, the the B story, you know, Roman Reigns is, is returning, returning. He's not just on his way back. Um, mm-hmm. He's going to be in a match Sunday night. Um, and definitely, um, you know, uh, the passing of King Kong Bundy, uh, somebody we're all, you know, familiar with, you know, as kids. Um, so there's a lot, a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, that's a, a, a solid, a, a solid front page. You know, big splash under the beneath the fold, and then uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, a death. But you know, he's King Kong Bundy. It's not Ric Flair or Dusty Rhodes. You get the the uh, yeah. The corner, the corner spot at the bottom, but King Kong yeah. Bundy, you, I did not realize how ingrained and how a part of, especially in the, in the eighties and nineties, about a pop culture he really, like, was entrenched in. People knew who King Kong Bundy was, not like they knew Hulk Hogan or Andre the Giant, but right underneath that, as far as I mean, like the mainstream. Uh, response, but like right under there was was uh, King Kong Bundy, like with the, on the level I think of a of a Macho Man. You know, I think Macho Man I, gets I that face because of the Slim Jim like commercials breaking break crossing over and stuff the way he did. But when you see that list of all the TV shows and commercials, he was in an IBM compute personal home computer print ad that ran in major newspapers and magazines all over the country, maybe the world, I'm sure. But that that blows my mind in twenty nineteen. Not good. never never seeing that or not remember seeing that as a kid. Uh-huh. Pretty amazing. And and then the, the you know, Boy Meets World people really lo- uh uh really go back to his yeah, No 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 not Boy Meets World. That was oh. uh that was uh Oh uh, with Children. Yeah. That was Vader. But I'm talking about yeah, uh Married with Children. And just yeah, it's it just there was somebody literally put put a list up of all the things he had been a part of uh, throughout the, the decades, and it was like wow, that's uh, and that's you know outside of wrestling, <laughs> even talking about WrestleMania two main event and all that kind of stuff. So uh, yeah, right. I mean, what's the thing about him? Like, if you think about think about how he looks, like think about his build, think about his face, think about how he carries himself. See, he's very much 80s wrestling, like very much so. Like he's, mm-hmm. if you had to, outside of like you said, your, your Hogan's and your Flair's, if you had to think about somebody who looks the part of that time period and acts the part and, and the, the not the, the, the circus sideshow, but along those lines, who, who's a, a proper caricature of wrestling, I guess you'd say. King Kong Bundy, like he's like King Hippo in a, in punch out, like he very much yeah. fits that role of, of of what you think of um, in a 
in kind of a viscerally visual way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and he's a big fat guy who didn't have to, who didn't rely on being a big, big fat. Guy. I mean, he wrestled like a big man, but it wasn't. When I say rely on, it wasn't. He didn't show a bunch of ass as far as getting. I don't think they yeah. bust on on the air and stuff. It was. I'm sure people took their shots, but it was. Uh, it's it just as a reminder that you you can look like King Kong Bundy and make a ton of money in the business and make the companies that are promoting you a ton of money. Absolutely. So it's just further kind of uh, uh, proof of that. But, um, yeah, Ronda Rousey, Monday, uh, I had no issue with her. Like you said on, on Twitter, I think, that was necessary, all caps necessary, because uh-huh. it just it's just time, and it's just a time in the story where, you know, she needs to, I didn't think of it as a, a heel face way, turn or anything because she's always been annoying heel on the mic to me. She's wrestled pretty much like a baby face and hasn't done a ton of heelish acts. You could say, well, attacking, you know, Stephanie on raw and stuff and breaking her arm, but, but Stephanie certainly deserved it. Uh, but stepping on Becky's head at the end, I thought it was a little much like I, Talk about viscerally. I reacted sitting here watching that. Like, hey, who the f- you know, who do you think you are? And I and I guess that does kind of go make me think like, oh, maybe that was a heel heel thing, or maybe she's literally pissed, and that was a way that was her petty Twitter persona coming through. But if that was the case, why wouldn't Becky? Like that's you get punched in the back of the knee for for something like if you know if if the script isn't for you to stand there with your foot on my head like that, fam, I'm reaching up and might karate chop you in the pussy for that. Like I don't think I could take that kind of like because you know where it's coming from. Maybe it's all it was all like and Vince is like yeah and at the end put your foot on her and blah you know and then I'm taking it the wrong way. But I don't I don't think so. I hope I am. Uh, taking it the wrong way, uh, but it was like just an, it was just too much. But if it if it lead to like a bona fide heel thing with Ronda, I'm fine because that means you know going forward the match at WrestleMania triple threat matches work the best when there's two heels and 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 a babyface has to overcome that. Where they're not working, it's not a handicap match in 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 uh, technically, but it can be, and you know how that works. So uh, I'm I'm okay with it all around. She's still a mess on the mic. That's nothing new. Um, a mess. Yeah, a mess. An absolute. And she's such a cornball. Cam, tell these people about her t-shirts. Tell these people about her whack ass t-shirts. So if you were she listening, probably felt she was so clever in coming up with. And I think the worst part about it all is that she basically like was advertising them in her promo right before they were made. Mm. Like, she kept saying, like, ban the man, or damn the man, and boo the woo. And it was just like, they didn't even sound natural when she was saying them because of, of her. I, I, and, okay, let's, let's talk about this all first. They didn't sound natural when they came out. And then, like, she basically got on Teespring and made those shirts 
and made a gift to show that, you know, two seconds it would show the Becky shirt, two seconds it would show the Charlotte. Oh, yeah, it was a side show. No more, yeah, no more Mrs. Nice Bitch. And it's like that, that goes, that goes in like eight, eight different directions. No more Mrs. Nice Bitch. What are we talking about? Uh, but okay. It's just, so, it's, it's one thing. Cam, I think this has to be said. It's one thing, and I don't want to knock anybody's hustle, but when you are a multimillionaire hustling like a free podcast, that like I'm like, damn, like what the hell? Like you got to do better than that. Listen, bet I mean like number one, you can do better than that just in your designs. Like I'm not blaming yeah. Teespring or Redbubble because there's some high quality, uh, <laughs> you know, tees and printings they that mm-hmm. they do. But come on, you gotta be better. You gotta be more creative than that. And then Cam, can I point out the blatant hypocrisy of it all? Like a week ago, she was talking about fakey, fake script and Rebecca Quinn. Now she's promoting her bullshit T-shirts with canned, campy, hokey, boo to woo, screw to woo. What the fuck, you Rhonda? You're so garbage on so many levels. And the only level you're not garbage in is in the ring. Like, that's literally our only and redeeming you know what's the worst part? quality in this whole thing, which is a good wrestling. The worst part about it yeah, is that it's not like uh, it's not like Austin 316, where Stone Cold says something as an off comment because he's feeling it in the moment. Or he came up with the next stage. I'm sure that was well, yeah, He might have dropped that. Yeah, it was some. But what I'm saying is, the next night you it saw the audience. Yeah, and it was like she was like, "No, I'm gonna get this off, and I'm gonna get out in front of it." And Two minutes later, like, the show wasn't even like yeah. cooled down hey. in the digital realm, and it was like, "Wait, there's my fucking yeah. corny ass shirts, y'all." <laughs> She's body. So yeah, uh. like. There are, like, I don't know, Velveteen was doing the Johnny Failure thing, and then you'd see Johnny Failure sign, but maybe it just wasn't organic, and it didn't no. have time to become a thing. She tried to make this it was the Monsanto laboratory-tested bullshit right here. This was not organic You know how much people <laughs> pushed back against thought for, like, six months? I feel against like who? pushed back a thought, a term thought. Oh, sure. You're talking about, like, yeah, like, probably 2014, you know, when it first, like... Yeah, yeah. they were like, this isn't going to work. And it took some time, and it worked. But, like, you have to... Ratchet, the same way. Ratchet, it took two incarnations. Ratchet Ratchet came around in, like, 2012, 2013, didn't really start popping until, like, 2015. And then everything's Ratchet, and it's in music videos, and, you know. Things sometimes take time, but... Yeah, she whew, she needs a better street team or or, or whatever. A and R. I just don't think anybody tells her no, and I don't get it. Like, I I really think that she wants to be the best professional wrestler that she can. I don't think yeah. she cuts corners. I don't think she doesn't put in effort. But the thing about it is, like, if you saw the information come up about how you know Ronda has speech issues, like like James. Mm-hmm. And my thing is, if these issues exist, I don't think you try as hard as you can to have her all of a sudden beat them. I think you work around them. Like, The Rock, the most charismatic wrestler, you know, top 
three or four ever is very meticulously scripted promos. Like, because he doesn't want to look bad. Because he knows, mm-hmm. like, the character that he's trying to cultivate. Like, there are moves wrestlers don't do that because they know to make them look bad. There are moves mm-hmm. you're not allowed to do against Randy Orton because he's lifted by his body. Like, Ponda has that kind of cachet. And WWE should know, if we want this thing to work, why not have her do less? And come from the Paul Heyman school of thought, accentuate the things she does well. Don't have her do the things that she doesn't do. I, I, I don't get it. I don't, I don't know why well, you they don't, have her you don't, you don't talk. You don't talk very well, uh, uh, Rhonda. Here, can you memorize these six pages <laughs> of dialogue and your cues and your pauses and all that? He, no, 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 no. And you got about two hours. Here, go. Thank you. Like, yeah, that's 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 uh, smart. When she yeah, when she posted that T-shirt promo, Charlotte was just like, Charlotte said, "What are you doing?" And then started posting laugh emojis because like it's hard not to see through it. You say Charlotte. Charlie did. She said, "What are you Charlie, doing?" Wow. And then she started laughing. Wow. She doesn't and even get. Cool. I mean, wow. That that that's indicative of the whole thing. Like her number yeah. one or two, whatever contemporary in WWE is like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> and laughing at her publicly. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's probably the best thing if she goes away after WrestleMania. Before, before, before it becomes palpable, because the crowd, the audience is still, you know, for the most part behind her because they know what it leads to a, a, a good match, things that they haven't seen before because they haven't seen her, you know, do it before, and just you know they're still forgiving. But how long? You think another year? Of and maybe if she actually turned heel and did the four horsewomen and the Shafir and those women came up and uh, uh, to beer heavies that it, it could work. But I think it also could still work if she took a six month break and didn't come back till the end of 2019 or to yeah. Rumble 2020. And yeah, I I, I don't remember which show if it was on Monday or if it was just talk, I think it was talking to somebody on Twitter. And they were saying something about her matches. And I was like, look, as critical as I am, she's very good between those bells. Like, mm-hmm. very, very, very good. Like, immediately, she's top, you know, two, three, four that they have in the ring. She's amazing. Um, you know, like, take, take that from her, and that's not going to go away. But the actual art of what she's doing, somebody, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know who it has to be. I don't know if it's Barack who has the clout and doesn't have to worry about a negative reaction from her and can survive it, but somebody who cares about her needs to talk to her about what's the way that she's been presented, the way she came across, and why there's a short shelf life if that's not impossible. Do you think, is there a chance that that's been done? And... It's just not being uh, reciprocated, or or that advice isn't being heeded. Um, like from whoever, from a rock type, or whoever could, you know. I, I know why you say rock because of his because of, uh, uh, didn't they do a movie together or something? So they're close in other yeah, ways, probably. Uh, so he met up backstage yeah. after a fight, I think, one time. Like you know, if they're not yeah. friends, they're acquaintances. 
you know, but sure. like, I, I just think it's possible. Like, okay. You and I think you and I, but I know definitely me. Like I was one of those guys who really thought that that Kennedy had next. You know, I, I just did. I just thought that he was on his way to being the next guy, and you know, everybody had something to tell him, and he didn't know who to listen to. So I mean, it's a possibility that they're like, look, you know, Ronda is for, for all the talent that Ronda has. We don't know if we can give Ronda the proper criticism without us breaking her. Like, without us messing up wow. what doing. And, and, you know, like, I, I, none of that's a knock against her. I'm more talking about the people who have the advice. Who've dealt with like, personalities oh, for 30, 40, 50 exactly, years. Exactly. Like, look, let's get through WrestleMania. During this time off, we can really sit back, look on everything that's happened, and show mm-hmm. her and we can look at tweaking it because it, it, it stands out more than it does. You know, like Bobby Lashley has Leo Rush now because they knew eventually that what Bobby Lashley had, they couldn't make that come across the way they wanted. Right. You know, so I think it's just a time thing. I, I think it's something that they'll figure out. But, um, yeah, I, I hope that, you know, that, that they – there's no way they don't see what we see. And I hope mm-hmm. they understand that this is a way to improve on something that's going well. How does Becky win at Fastlane this Sunday? Um, she shoots she can't, like, this, What's the psychology of it? Like when you're done the match, will it have been, well, Ronda and Charlotte were just so, if they would have just, gotten over themselves and or, or 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 they won't let the other pin Becky kind of thing throughout the whole match because she's clearly the weak link in the match but it's got to be something like that where those two just don't get on the same not the same page it's a triple threat but let their egos or whatever get in the way of of of, of winning because I I hope this match doesn't hurt Becky in a sense of she's got this it was necessary for Ronda to beat her down and get some measure of, uh, you know, looking like she's not a damn slouch physically. But, boy, Becky's been getting her ass kicked for like six weeks. Like, ever since the Rumble, she's been Uma knee. Now it's Uma ribs in my arm. And now she's got to overcome, you know, it's just looking like. like, Yeah, she did. She did. Yeah, but I mean, um. I don't. I don't know. Like, we just we just need Oscar to come out and beat up Charlotte and be like, "Look, I'm still here. Don't forget about me." And mm. Charlotte take that person, you know. But I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. such wishful thinking. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm right like, there with you, wishing, but uh, I'm sick of vocalizing. I've been like, "Oh my, hope. Oh, I hope they somehow." You know, get the Charlotte Oscar too, and you know, leave Becky and Ronda alone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unless I'll start to be- I'll start to believe if if obviously if Oscar comes out and is involved directly in that in that match, or if there's some kind of non finish of a triple threat match because there shouldn't be right the, the way the rules are. But if they do something where it's a non finish. Then uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll. St- then we can really start to speculate. Um, but what was the? 
B story real quick. We talked about King Kong. We talked about the what was the B thing you talked about? Uh, yeah, I mean the Shield. The Shield coming back for one last match. Oh right. Um, uh, uh, Roman really thrown in the being thrown in the uh, and it's, certainly it works the best because none of those guys had, looked like they had a ton to do at the pay per view, so it all came together. Um, yeah. You certainly want to protect Roman in a triple threat match or, or in a in a tag match, even a six-man. Right. And how they got there, it was fine with the Dean stuff, considering what they're doing with him. You know, Dean's is, you know, one for seven in the last eight weeks or whatever it is. It's just, you know. But you just understand, like, well, that's just how it is. So it's, uh, I think it's a very good way to get, to get a, to get a, to get a match, a main event quality certain sort of uh, match out of six guys that you know a week ago didn't do for that for that show so and I think they got Drew McIntyre back on track a little bit yeah, yeah they're I mean, start to hear the, what happened to Drew McIntyre and where is he wasn't he the next big thing you know two months ago There's too many too many people they still got so many like I mean, I'm, I'm sure that Drew McIntyre doesn't wish ill on Roman Reigns, but boy, does Roman Reigns being back <laughs> slow down Drew McIntyre. You know, yeah. just this this shakeup after WrestleMania, uh, I think it's going to have a lot of people breathing sighs of relief. Because yeah, what they get sent to SmackDown? I mean, somebody does. Not they get sent necessarily, but somebody. <laughs> we'll make somebody move around better. Yeah, a lot. Damn, Brian Austin being real spicy on Twitter right now. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, yeah, might as well start with that. But <laughs> Craig was like, I got your back. He was like, oh, just like you had my back on those double or nothing tickets? Wow. Woof. Um... So yeah, speaking of Brian Alston, let's uh, let's uh, listen to his his voicemail, and let's listen to it now. Hey, East Coast Casters, this is Brian from Phoenix calling. Hopefully, everybody has a really good day. So, what I want to talk about really quick is Ronda Rousey and her snapping on Monday. Snapping on the fans is one thing, um, or going crazy on the fans, I guess to say, is one thing. The thing I want to say that I understand is her attacking Charlotte and then also Becky. Now remember, if we go back to Survivor Series, Charlotte attacked uh, Charlotte attacked Ronda, thank you, with a uh, kendo stick and beat her up pretty bad with that. And then uh, a couple weeks ago, Becky attacked attacked Ronda with a crutch. Remember, uh, at the end of that, Ronda was bleeding from her uh, forehead. And also, Becky attacked um, Ronda's best friend, um, Natalia, as well. So I can understand her snapping and really putting an arm bar on, um, or, or really hitting and putting an arm bar on um, Becky and then threatening Charlotte to come back in the ring and see and let Charlotte know what's going to happen to her. So in that part, storyline-wise, I totally understand why Rhonda did that. So hang on and hope and listen to what you have to say about this. Hope you have a real good day. Thanks a lot. Bye. Cam? Reaction. No, I mean, he's, he's making a lot of sense. 
Rhonda um, has reasons to be upset with these people. They want the reasons that she expressed, you know, in, in kind of doing it. It seems to be more frustration with standing and treatment, but, but yeah, like she, she definitely has all the reasons in the world to want to do that. Yeah, it does. That, that kind of makes me think, uh, what if not, not the stuff that Becky's been saying, but what if Rhonda legit was like, yo, you laid that crutch in and bust me upside my head and I was bleeding. Now you're going to take this foot to the, on top, on on the head, which if you think of it like that might not be like, Oh, well, yeah, she gave you a stiff one with a crutch and you stood on her head after a beat down. That's not, that's, that's fine. That's a, that's a fine enough receipt. You know, uh, knowing that she didn't, hopefully Becky didn't, you know, crack her on purpose, but hey, I'm not going to go out of my way to like try to hurt you, but you're going to take this little mush to foot to the foot to the mush. So, eh, maybe (laughs) makes me reevaluate my, uh, you know, not liking that. Still don't like the foot thing, but if it was not just, uh, she had some reason, then I can, I can understand. Um, but yeah, thanks, Brian. Thanks for that. I, um, is she, before we go to calls, does she go full-fledged heel by WrestleMania? Becky, uh, or Ronda, that is. I think she kind of stays where she is doing what she's doing. I don't think that changes too much. Like, I think she's just aggressive. I don't think she says anything really against people. Um, Yeah. I think she kind of stays where she is. It's going to be aggression, but just you know, not really being in favor of anybody, not having anything to do with anybody is more what I see. All right, let's open things up here. Hit the Constellation line, 347-202-0103. Let's open things up with Mike up in Brooklyn. So let's... Uh, Mike on Mike, what's happening? What fellas, 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 East Coast cast, East Coast fam, what's going on on this Wednesday? This is March sixth, Wednesday, brick ass yeah. in Brooklyn. Yeah, the sun's shining real bright, Mike. Uh, Mike it was like fifty five here. Know what you're yeah. talking about? <laughs> the man, <shit. laughs> I don't know what you talking about. I feel like an ice, ice pop going outside. But real quick yeah. before I, um before I forget, Trap, there mm-hmm. was a meme of last week on Facebook that somebody put up of Doom. It was a picture of Doom with uh um Teddy Long. And in the picture somebody said, Why Butch Reed looked like Sheik Looch and Ron Simmons looked like Styles P <laughs> Wow. Uh, well you said Doom, I'm like MF Doom? Dr. Doom? I'm like, where's this going? And okay, not even the Doom I was either Doom I was thinking. And then I <laughs> yo, looked at I, a last album. I'm like, Mike, yo. Huh? The, the, the other day, I was, um, just because I do, and just randomly, I was thinking, like, I think the We Are the Streets might be, like, the hardest album I have. Like, maybe not the hardest, because Styles by himself, he got some, Jesus Christ, he got some hard-ass records. But, like, as far as, yeah. like, combining, like, just 
top-notch quality glossy pr- production and you know uh, 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 record label stuff with just a hard ass, you know and promotion and all that and radio singles and, and exactly such a hard fucking album I said, yeah right and listen, that's why I'm yeah. finding difficulty <laughs> I'm finding difficulty with that statement that the Migos said like they the best like the Migos is fire like they they are they are crack right now. Right. But to say that y'all the best three man group ever, nobody. Oh yeah. No, brother. Yeah, that's just so subjective, and I oh. wouldn't expect no nobody mad at Floyd Mayweather for saying I'm the best fighter. No, nah, not at all. Well, I mean, you go well. He gotta believe it. Or you're supposed go to feel like you're the best. Right, right. right. You supposed to feel like you're the best. Yeah, but they better rephrase that. Statements say they're the best now. They're the best three man group now. So a couple years ago, I, when when the whole one gotta go, one gotta stay craze hit our our like community, um, we had I made one and it was rap duos, right? And mine, I think it was one gotta go. Maybe it was one gotta stay, but y'all take it however you want. But it was it was uh, Mob Deep, Outcast. EPMD and Kid and Play, and most people pick the easy one. Like Outkast and Play can go, or, you know, if you got to do one, got to stay. I think Outkast is probably the ones that got to stay. Mob Deep, I would say Mob Deep okay. from ninety five to I say till about the Murder Music album. Anything yeah. after that. Cause to me, Prodigy yeah. fell off. Like, Mob Deep just didn't I mean, really um, have good albums to me. I just nah, they, they didn't. Not after that. Murder Music. After no, no, Murder no, no. Music, I'm that's going down here. I'm talking about uh, everything before that. I just never could get into twelve Mob Deep songs in a row. Like it just was not never a, any kind. Of, yeah, even my favorite, even uh, the one with like uh, Shook Ones and fucking. Uh, uh, I used to be in love the with his name is Jay. Don't fuck with her no more now. Don't fuck yeah, with Tane Ray. That's, like, yeah. that's my favorite fucking mob deep track, like probably ever. That's like I can't listen to that whole album. It's like four songs on there, and then the rest I'm like, mm. nah. Years later, yeah. I came like not for nothing, Trav. Like with them, like I came to the party late. Like I was just like you. I was listening to Drink Away the Pain, Survival of the Fittest, I for an Eye. And that was it. But, you know, it was other shit on there. Right back at you, temperature rising. Fan temperature rising. Uh, uh, was Coogee Rap on the original? Or the re- well, he got one that, yeah, temperature rising. It's Coogee Rap cut on it. And that shit is flames. But, yeah, no, my, my, no, yeah. I, that's why they were on my list. There's a reason. Yeah. But I'm just saying, I, I, they would never have to be the ones to stay. Because, yeah, yeah I fucked with the whole kid. Too hype is... Right. That's my first rap I've ever had. Kim Play Junk back in '88. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Like motherfuckers is lying if they saying they wasn't they they wasn't kick stepping. Like is it they lying? Because I was doing no, it. I was kick stepping. I was trying to jump over my leg. All that. So oh, for sure. Between between look between robberies <laughs> between armed robberies. Yeah, I was a kid then, trash. I mean, Cam, I was a kid then. I was a little kid then. 
Like the Mars so, yeah, East so, uh, shit, yeah. So what's on your mind wrestling wise? What you got? Oh, wrestling wise, I think um this week was a was a fucking I mean, I heard a dude on a on a like just try to downcast everything. I think everything was a major step up. Like, um this week as far as storylines and everything. Like, I mean, that's the Ronda we we've been waiting to see since she came. That's the Ronda we've been waiting for. I mean, I guess. No, agree, you know? agree. And I'll say this, like, like my my beef is not with um the the story per se. It's that like we've seen some really good movies with bad dialogue. Like where the right. story, you're like, oh yeah, this is great. It's more like the things that they're having her say. Um, the way we're having her say it isn't great, but it's like it's like supporting a football team that you know you're not a huge fan of the playbook, or like being a Broncos fan uh, when when Tebow was winning games, but your team wouldn't do anything for like three quarters. It's not a direct comparison, but it's like. What they're doing is just fine. How they're having her do it is more the issue. But, Mike, these last two weeks, Raw has definitely felt like a big deal. And salute to them for it. Absolutely. Right. I mean, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's Vince's personal nut hugger, um, Bruce Pritchard back. I, I mean, I don't know what is it, a combination of things. I don't know if they're giving Paul Heyman a little bit more. I mean, come on, y'all. Like, let's call a spade a spade. He's only there to do what he was doing before. Hold Vince's nuts and, and get his coffee or whatever it is he drinks. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on. Like, he's a fucking yes, man. We love, you know, we love the um something to wrestle with podcast. It's fire. But, like, let's call a spade a spade. Like, go back and look at Beyond the Mat. Like, he's just a fucking yes, man. Like. He's just a yes man, but I like you know I like what they did with it, and like the thing is, you know people didn't catch you know the beat down that she gave you know Becky. We did exactly what Becky expected to do. Come right back on the next show, like ha ha, you beat my ass, but you ain't killed me. I'm still here. Yeah, I tweeted, Mike. I tweeted exactly that. I was like, Thank, watch Becky didn't come back and say, motherfucker didn't kill me though. And keep talking shit. And that's what happened. She knows she got her ass beat because I'm like, ooh, she's hitting her kind of. She's hitting her kind of hard in her ribs and shit. Yo, she was digging like, in her fucking gut, yo. I was like, damn, Rhonda. You hurt. <laughs> yeah, the time when she gave her, like, I think she gave her, like, four of them to her ribs. Uh, 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 quick. I'm like, yo. Some thuds. Yeah, man. Yeah. She said next yeah. time I see you, your fucking hands on site. It wasn't on site. She, she right. had to cut her stupid fucking promo first, but she made good. And Charlotte is the most classiest motherfucker ever. She said, hey, I don't want no smoke. <laughs> I don't want no smoke. She looked in the ring like, nah, that's not for me. Yeah. Yeah. She just said, she just. She was just a second away from, you know, doing the Reds, Reds dead. You want some of this, Charlotte? Right. Nope. <laughs> nah, I'm good. I don't want no smoke. I was just looking. I ain't come to fight. I was just looking. Kiki, get your ass up off the floor. I was just looking. <laughs> but um, 
serious tip, fellas. Like, I'm looking at the card for Sunday, and it ain't a bad card. Like, they're trying to juice things up. Potentially, to me, the match that, that might still a show is given enough time is that three-way, that tag team three-way. That match got to be – that match got potential to be a killer match. It's still a What's show. What's the match? Revival versus Wooden Gable versus uh, Ricochet and Alistair Black. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Titles on the line, I assume, right? Yes, 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 absolutely. Three ways for the title. That match, that match definitely got potential to still a show. That Ain't they having a show? Oh, oh, Shane and them. That's yeah. right. Never mind. Yeah, Shane, Shane and um and uh. Mm-hmm. Miz, yeah. And and Miz versus the Usos, but I think I believe that's going to be the build to Shane and Miz, you know, versus each other. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Mike, uh, I don't know. I forget. We talked about it a little bit last week, Travis. Another story. So, we've we talked for a long time about, you know, on Anderson um, and, you know, why he might have been there, not been fired and stuff. Apparently, on Anderson let Alicia Fox, you know, wrestle, inebriated or intoxicated. That's a good reason to fire right. somebody. You guys yep. know, like, on Anderson is like the next guy, but he's very good reason to lose your job. Um, I don't understand. How do you make that decision? I don't understand. Like, it's a house show. It's, like, such little um, – um, it's of such little consequence, like, what happens, who wins, who actually wrestles. Like, nobody's going to be mad. No, First off, y'all didn't advertise Alicia Fox was going to be there. I almost – I feel very safe in saying that. <laughs> so nobody's going to be like, wait, I didn't get to see my Alicia Fox match. I'm going, I'm going to the fucking box office and demand a refund. And her opponent, like on so many levels, like wh- why why was this allowed? Why did her opponent go out there? I understand you might feel like I can get through this, but it might not be you that needs to get through it. Like you might go, well, I'm not going to let her hip toss me into and break my neck or something, but she might break her own. Like I just don't get it. It was a failure on on everybody's level, and everybody in charge should have been, should have been, even the person she wrestled. And that's tough because they're like, you know, I'm just tell, doing yeah. what I'm told, but you can't. Yeah. Like, this is a very, very, very extreme example, and I know. But like war crimes, right. you can't say I was told. You can't be like, well, the general or my lieutenant said go in there and kill that village. Like, fam, not that's not exactly. a reason in, in, in the court of law. So I don't think as a as the opponent of Alicia Fox, you can say Arn told me we were the match was booked. I don't. Yeah, something's gotta. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, he 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 paid the heavy price for that. He paid the heavy price for that. And well, um, you know, like, reading. Like I don't know, it could be like it's well, garbage. She she, she deserves to be gone too. Like it's, it makes that argument with, with Ronda's husband at WrestleMania. That whole right, she should have been going thing. after that. Yeah, that makes that clears that up. And they offered her rehab, and she went she went missing. It was like here, here's paid oh. all. Expense paid rehab. Go go away for thirty, sixty days, whatever. Get yourself better. And she went missing. Yeah. Right. But it, when they offered when they offered Umaga rehab, he turned it down, got fired, and and it was basically blackball. And was dead what two years later? Yup. Pretty no, much. No, he died in nine. So yeah, two three years later. He was blackball. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So she must be doing. She must be. She must be slurping and burping somewhere, somewhere in that in that back. Okay, Rizza. 
<laughs> she must be slurping and burping, baby. Oh, man. Like, but um, yeah, I, I, SmackDown that was also another good show. Um, you know, KO. You know, it, it, it takes time. It's only week two, and people was like shooting it down. KO should be a hill. Like, I don't know if people seen or followed them at ROH. He, you know, he was both throughout his career, and a lot Damn. of people don't. You know, it, to me, it seems like he's they're doing like some kind of. Uh... Remember when Jericho came back and did like that five minute, uh, like slap his hands doing the over the top baby face stuff, like kept like waiting for the applause to come back. And it was like, and then you had to realize like, oh, this guy's a heel and holy shit, we're in for, and we were, we were in for, that run was tremendous. I think this is, this is the same. He said if anything, he made a point and I was like, this has got to be a this has got to be the point. He was like um, you know if it's one thing I hate, it's people that and I forget what the line was but it was like me going, if it's one thing that I hate, it's you, you know, people loud mouths that interrupt you when you're trying to talk or something that I obviously do all the fucking time or am. It was like, I was like, wait a second, we're were we supposed to like, was that ironic or is that, so I'm looking deeper into the character that I think he's still a heel. I think he's, uh, I think he's, uh, just being a little subversive with it. Yeah, you're right. Now what I didn't like from SmackDown, the one little, you know, thing that I didn't like was the AJ, um, Orton interaction. Well, the end of it, because they had AJ looking like a TNA dweeb. Oh, just looking off in the, in, into the, you know, away from the camera. Oh, like they had him really looking like a dweeb. I just think that's the, I don't know, if, like, obviously, Mike, they're going somewhere with it. I don't think yeah, at this gonna point be- of, the, of the feud or of the potential start of the feud, AJ's got to, like, Orton's got to got to heal on him. Yeah. He's got to, like, cause the conflict and make AJ salty and feel some kind of way. But that's boring, Orton. I hate when he talks. Like, if anything, they should they should have the Orton that was grabbing Jeff by the earlobe, you know, a couple months ago, just attack AJ, you know, whoop his ass, you know, set it up like that. Have him cut. I mean, have I... Have him I, cut, like, a sit-down promo. Like, Randy Orton is very... Uh, with AJ. Really? He did that with Jeff. He did that with Ray. Now he's doing that with AJ. It's just like it would. Yeah. I just think it might be like, oh, can we do something different? And they're like, all right, how about you yeah. just talk shit to him for like four straight weeks and and make it go and increase. It gets increasingly and increasingly more hostile. And AJ in yeah. two weeks is going to punch him in the face in one of those backstage segments. Like that seems absolutely, like weird. Absolutely. Yeah. So he's yeah. got to get that, you know, got to get that. No wonder it took you 15 years to get here. <laughs> you know, like, that was an effective fucking line. I don't think it was yeah, too it was. Effective. You heard the audience yeah. like, ooh. Yeah, it was line. Just, I don't think it was, it was just, too much. I don't think it was, you know. Yeah, like, no, no. It, AJ in the line, the, like, you know, he's got to no, look the like the line a in itself wasn't too much. It was just AJ just looking like a dork, like. You know, just looking off. Like, he should have been looking more furious. Like, no, this motherfucker just did. You know what I mean? 
just say that. Like it just it should look more like, you know, it's about to be conflict. And of course I'm happy, finally happy, even if it's the US title that my boy Joe finally got some you know, some, some main roster gold. Like I'm happy for that. And Joe is the guy. He is a guy that can carry, that can elevate that title and make it really mean something six, seven Absolutely. months down the line. Like, he is a guy that can do that. And yeah, why? Well, you know. He, he can. Why Bruce Mitchell had to be a piece of shit on Twitter, though? <laughs> All right. Like, I, when, like, I when you start a joke and then, like, somebody else just takes it to the next level. Because, like, now it's just like, oh, fuck. March 5th, 2019, yeah. New U.S. Uh, even though, like, damn, first chance they got out of the month of February, it was over. Like, damn, I was all the one. I was the one like, no. I, mean, I think you were too. Like, no, that's just a, you know, that's just a thing that happened. And I was like, yeah, Finn Balor's the champion, good old Irish Finn. And uh, <laughs> not, not, not like that, like. Polynesian Joe is now yeah. U.S. But no, it's it's a little a little funny, and you could stretch it to be to mean something that it might not, but it also might, and it's just you know it's still WWE. Right. <laughs> I see them doing. I see them going with the Hardys and the Usos at Mania as well. Oh, I see them man. doing that. I hope not. The Hardys the Hardy versus that's the pitch right now. Just I mean. I guess we're going to get t- plenty of good action up and down that card. That if that's not the best match on the show, it does, it's not a big deal. And I'm sure. And Matt's been off for a while, and he looked good. And you know, I'm sure they'll be be fine. But it's just match wise, they could just do so much better. But they've done so much better the last year. What are you going to do another New Day match or yeah? So right. so I, I I get it. To me, not, to me the Usos the Usos have peaked. In WWE, as far as like tag wrestling, and 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 that in itself, like the Usos are a polished tag act, like the Bucks, like people pay to see the Usos together. Like the worst thing they could do is have Vince split those guys up. Yeah, that's terrible. Like, terrible idea. Yeah, to me, like they reached their peak. Freshen up, I guess. Go to AEW for a year or two because their contract is up, is due. This year too, sometime later, you know, the spring, you know, go there. You got a whole fucking plethora of uh, new tag, you know, tag teams that you can match up with. The Bucks, uh, SCU, the best friend, like it's, it's, it's talent, you know. Yeah, it's only talented. if only if the tag division got an infusion of talent like like the women's division did in 2015, that would be the only right. reason, you know, if you're the Usos, that you would stick around for those reasons as far as, like, well, I see, I see, um, But that ain't going to yeah, happen. Yeah, I see out the mania. Yeah, I see out the mania soon. They'll, they'll probably give um these guys an undisputed era call-up and, you know, got some shit going on. And, oh, um, I don't know if you guys heard or read or not um, breaking developments. It seems like that, that takeover Brooklyn card, that show, which I'll be at, mm-hmm. um, that main event picture is getting whole changed around. The boy uh, Chumper, Tommaso Chumper, is getting neck yeah. surgery. And is it the fusion so, surgery? I think Shahid said that in the group. Like, fuck, I didn't read the article, 
all the way, yeah. but um, yeah, is it? Oh shit, Colby Carino. Yeah, Colby oh, Carino indeed. Makes you feel that makes you feel old, don't it? Fuck yeah. <laughs> I didn't know, and then um, I didn't know that uh. Only because I re- only recently heard of him, I didn't know that Jungle Boy was Luke Perry's kid. Yeah, yeah. Jungle Boy, is Luke, Jack, his son Jack, Jack, uh, Jack O. Yeah. yeah, so definitely. I mean, we all, you know, Luke Perry, <laughs> Luke Perry. I, I wasn't a big nine oh two and O guy, but I was a big Bucky the Vampire Slayer guy. So you know, nah, he was on that too. Yeah, he was. He yeah. was. There. He was in a movie. He was in a movie yeah. with Chris, with Christy Swanson, actually. He was in the movie version of it. Oh, he was in the movie. Oh, okay, okay, I got you. Yeah, yeah. the movie version. Yeah, I, I kid you yeah. not. I, I said live on my East Coast with my East Coast brothers. That was a guilty pleasure of mine in the nineties. Nine oh two one oh, Melrose Place. Wait, but Mike, ain't you like? I thought you 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 forty yet, Mike? Um, no, I'm thirty eight. Yeah, same age as me. How? I yeah. Was like nine and ten. You were watching that as a nine-year-old, ten-year-old. Oh yeah. Mike was yeah, about ten eleven. Well, you know, Mike was Mike was showing another one. Like we were standing and standing. Mike, Mike was standing people up and playing backflips. Like you know. No, I no, I actually. I actually late bloom. Like once I start getting a little, you know, little skins and shit. About fourteen, fifteen, I start getting into like. The reruns of it, you know, once it starts oh, you know, okay. getting its indication, okay, and sure. I kind of caught yeah, on from there. But like oh watching God, it in real time, I came on about when Tiffany Amber Thiessen, you know, made the transition from Saved by the Bell to um, 90210 when she was uh, Brenda Walsh's best friend that came from where they came from. She was Valerie, and you know, Dylan was dating her. Luke Perry was dating her after a while. Like they traded more partners than 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 fucking uh, uh than you can name. Yeah, that was a guilty. That Melrose Place and Party of Five. That was a guilty pleasure, of mine. Wow. Learning about people today, boy. <laughs> Party of Five. Hey, listen, man. You know, um, it's interesting that like Shepard gets hurt, but it's also. At the same time, where that you know the NXT six, as I like to call them, he gets hurt right when four of them get called up. Because if he gets hurt right. a month ago, I think Triple H is able to be like, "Look, this thing is going to fall apart unless I have, you know, a Ricochet, uh, uh, a Gargano, a Black." But now it's like, hmm, like does this Adam Cole like jump dream? to be the guy, you know, like there's, you hate to see a guy get hurt and Champions has just been one of the two or three, to me, one of the two or three best characters, best performers in all of wrestling in the last, like, absolutely. Yeah, and you want best to make it wrestling. But it, it does all of a sudden make for, okay, I love how Triple H has been running this, this NXT thing. What does he do now? Like, how does this from here? It's really interesting. I think they do Cole. I think they do Cole and Gargano. Yeah, yeah. Is there any? Has there been any reporting on how they handle uh, uh, Champa dropping the title and anything like with the class Dusty Classic? What's been taped? Um, 
you know, things like that. I know we'll find out some stuff tonight. Um, probably so. They probably do some some voiceovers because pretty much the um everything was almost in the can. I think up to like the um semifinals. I think everything okay. was in the can. So yeah, they're gonna have to rearrange some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're gonna have to rearrange some shit. So I see it being cold. I see it being cold and Gargano unless they uh unless they throw um uh what you call it uh in there Matt Riddle. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's gonna be like I said, like off of looking at that. Um, I don't know if you guys saw it, saw it yet. His uh, his little special he had on. <clears throat> yeah, when y'all get a chance, do watch it. Like, dude, dude is gonna be a huge star. Like, if he can stay healthy and keep his head clear and all, dude is gonna be a big star. Like, he's definitely good. Like, he he's one of those guys like that. He's a five-two guy. Like, he touches all bases family dude. He got the look about him. You know, he got the legitimacy from, you know, from UFC, so you know, he got the badass good lord, he takes care of his fucking body for fuck's sake. Like like you look at him, you get that same kind of like, you know, when you look at Finn Balor, like how does it, jeez Louise, like how does a body um, body do that? Yeah. And I hear Riddle's a fat burger wing stop guy at night. Like, you know, some people just got it. Just like I mean, he actually probably, probably, you know, it ain't no surprise. Yeah. Which means he's probably that much even more of a fucking uh monster, uh, as far as his uh when he's not doing wings and burgers. <laughs> you know, he's probably just yeah. smashing it in the gym and proteining it up and doing all the Yeah, yeah. You don't look like that, that by yeah. As yeah, so yeah, fellas. Overall, I'm pretty, you know, I'm pretty damn, you know, intrigued and you know, interested in what's, you know, what's going on. Like we we talked, you know, a couple of weeks ago about them not having, you know, a whole card or in their mind or you know things of that nature ready. But I, like I said, I like the ride. I like the the twists and turns, you know, so to speak. Like because everything, I think. Sure. But those twists and turns yeah. should be built in. They shouldn't be like, oh. Yeah, you're right. It shouldn't, be, it shouldn't be spur of the moment. In, in January, they should be like, hey, in March, we're going to twist here. And at the end of March, we're going to turn there. It shouldn't be like, whoa, everybody's flying by the seat of their pants, fans and fucking creative. <laughs> no, it's that it might guy. Come, and it might what I heard. Together, but you also might have a year like whenever it was. I don't remember what it, which WrestleMania it was, but it was just like most lackluster build. It was in the last three years, three, five years. A couple of them. It was the one in Dallas. It was the one in Dallas. That shit was Was terrible. Yeah, but I just just mean the build, the whole January to April, you know, rumble to mania just was like, man, the ratings were dog shit. Everything was just paint by numbers and kind of, you know, boring. I think that was the one, because after the rumble, we had the, the the, was that the snow, the snowed out raw, which actually happened yeah. to be one of the better raws with the promos and stuff that they were able to cut. Mm. Um, that might have been the one, yeah. Yeah, and man, that but fucking yeah. Batista, man, Batista, Batista. Mm-hmm. He was ten years younger, Batista. He's just, he's I was wondering. 
Yeah, great. He's fantastic. To me, I want to see the battle for Hollywood instead of. I mean, I'm intrigued by the him and Hunter thing, but I want to see the battle for Hollywood. Batista yeah. versus Rock. Yeah, yeah. Batista and Rock. Got, you know, we got them, like, in a handicap match once, but I, I would like to see that. It's so much easier to get, or, or, yeah, easier, and the line is straighter, how you get from Batista, how do you get to Batista and Triple H? They would have to, they would have to work to get to Batista Rock. Because you wouldn't, Mike, if you say it, you frame it like that as a, you know, but you wouldn't want it to be a battle of Hollywood, because you know that's not how... Roles are, you know, like could you imagine if they had a screen script screenwriter uh, a script on the pole match? Like whoever gets the script gets the leading role. No, I mean, I mean not so to speak, not in terms. Just those two. I mean, not in context of. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like in context of Batista coming out or the spotlight on me. I am the biggest star that this company has ever produced. I am a I am a record breaking movie star. My movies grossed over billions of dollars, and look at you people. You still, you know what I mean? To that effect, mm-hmm. then rock music just, you know, rock music. I think you would need music. a week or two of that, and then rock comes out. Yeah. Like, build it up. Milk it. Milk it. Yeah. Let yeah. Him milk it, and rock. And then rock just come and cut them off. Like, how dare you, you know? I think that's coming be hot. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like uh, Raw in LA tonight, or Raw in. I think that makes it better instead of Miami. Make it a Hollywood thing and not a hometown thing. So if it's yeah, Raw's in Miami or Raw's in LA tonight and he cuts this promo about you know, uh you know, I don't know. But he also gotta be careful, you don't wanna say you don't wanna rub producers the wrong way shit. Oh, is that how you well, feel, Dave? <laughs> well you wow. know well you know if rock come in, you know um you know the kid Brian G. Works is coming with him because you know that's Rock Right Hand Man, you know, in that Seven Bucks company. And you know, G. Works was the one that pretty much wrote, predominantly wrote all rock shit back in the heyday. So even when Russo and those guys was there. So why did, like, so worked, what did, what did uh, Patrice O'Neill write for Rock that he, that he, uh, like I hear, I hear that all the time about Kavirs being the main guy, but I'm like, yeah, but Patrice O'Neill was in, was there in '99 and 2000, and he wrote a ton of shit for Rock too. Yeah, I wonder, more, I wonder if it was more lines and sick because he's a comedian. It was more like call him a whatever, like Rock's you know headlines, popcorn fart, Rudy Pooh, whatever, whatever. I wonder if that was more Patrice Patrice O'Neill's lane than. Yeah. Full on promos or bullet points for promos. Yeah. That's an interesting question. Now, like yeah, you're right. Answer. Now, what I don't like about this um, Fast Lane card is that fucking uh, Ray and Andrade has been relegated to the pre show. What? When, when that could be the ma- that will be the match of the night. What? Ray and Andrade is on a pre-show. Pre-show. It's a shame. That's just, oh, that's, that's just. I don't like, like, and I'm saying this, fellas, like, I don't like, I don't like what they're doing with uh, Kurt Angle. They're treating Kurt Angle like shit. I don't like it. And I don't like what they're doing with Ray too tough. Do you mean because I don't like him being a regular guy? 
Like, I don't like him just being a guy out there. I hate him. Like, but he, I, don't, yeah. I don't get the feeling that he is just a guy. He's very used very sparingly. You can probably count the matches you've seen him in since he's been back okay. on, on hand. Yeah, but he's, he's so all, meaningless all L after L. Yeah, it's like... Yeah, he should be in important we, one-on-one matches. Or, like, yeah. if, he's in a, if he's in a tag match, it should be, like, on a, on a page. Crangle wrestling should be an event at this point. Right. Okay. Like to me, to me that would have put uh, Drew on a bigger plateau if you would have held off and had him, you know, beat Angle in the way that he beat him, you know, all wrong per se for WrestleMania. That would have put him on a bigger, you know, made eyes, you know, like turn like, oh, this guy, hey, he's wiping out legends on a grand stage, like. Go ahead, Cam. Cam, you got something? Okay, maybe not. You still there, Mike? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Um, Yeah, I think Kurt Angle's been used fine. I think he's a TV guy. I think he takes – I don't think he can – at this point, I don't think he can build Kurt Angle up for for credible uh, uh, pay-per-view matches against Drew McIntyre types. But but TV it it works fine. I, I think he's yeah yeah. But I understand y'all's argument uh, that it should be built up in more of an event. Um, yeah. But I just, just don't like think. But you got Corey Graves saying he might be a step slower. But, it, but when they're just openly acknowledging, you know, they don't typically do that for yeah. You know, it's it's uh it's a tricky thing when the guys when a guy is older and obviously not the same wrestler he used to be like Jeff Hardy can get away with it because he, you know, but Kurt looks and wrestles and walks differently. It's very obvious that he's not the same, the same wrestler he was uh, a few years ago. Maybe Cam was trying to jump in saying he had to go, but, uh, but he's not the same wrestler he was, you know, certainly not 10 years ago. But Jeff Hardy isn't, and they can get a winning. He's does a he's a reasonable facsimile of what he used to be. Kurt's right. not, not as much. Physically, he looks like if he's just standing there. Yeah, he looks like Kurt Angle. You know, he's in, he's he's fit. He's got muscles. He's uh, you know, looks good. He's got a tan, all that. But once he starts, uh, you know, yeah. bumping and stuff, and it's and it's. He'd probably look better if they let him go out there and wrestle. Like, hey, go out there and uh, instead of running the damn ropes and looking like, you know, I don't say feeble, but certainly not <clears throat> sharp as you were, you know, go out there and put him on the mat and grab a fucking hole and make Drew McIntyre right. wrestle. But no, exactly. he's got to go out there, run ropes and do spots and take suplexes and throw Germans. And it's and it they're making them look like. They making them look like LOD, God rest, you know, Hawk Soul in that 2003 one when they came back and they 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 was over, like I felt bad like I felt bad. Wait, I'm like, that Yo, the one so- where where which is not Nathan Jones? Who was the guy that tried to rape Michael Cole in the back when he was the uh, when he was like a a a, a, a no 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 honorary no, no. member no. of yeah hide and right you talking hide about no right. this was a little. This was a little before that. Remember, they had brought um, they had brought Hawk and Animal back like a couple nights 
in a row. And one night, I think they fought. Oh, uh, yeah, it was when they were together. It wasn't until, yeah, yeah, yeah when, they bought, when, when Heidenreich did that, it was because the other one was dead. Yeah, they had they had fought Kane and they had fought Kane and um, Van Dam and they squashed them in like maybe like three minutes, five minutes, and then they fought uh, another team like on that Thursday SmackDown and they also got squashed. Like it, hmm. they didn't look the same. They looked like two, you know, they looked like of course not. They were <laughs> One was about to die, like you know, not to be harsh, but he was, you know, he died. It was over. I mean, perfect example. Look at perfect. When perfect came back, Mister Perfect looked like Mister Perfect, but yeah, he just couldn't keep it together, you know, personally, you know, with the personal demons. And that plane ride from hell was like the nail in his coffin. But perfect was looking like perfect when he came back. Mm-hmm. That was an interesting rumble. That rumble O two. Perfect came back. That was one of my favorites. It was. That was the. No, Brock did win. Triple H won. Brock won in 03. But that 02 Rumble, man, was was weird. Phenomenal. Man. Like, uh, no, no, no. I just mean in the returns. They just had some – because those returns, Goldust returned and became – Yeah, Goldust Gold and uh, Perfect. That's right. And and Mr. Perfect was like on the SmackDown roster. It was fucking nuts. It was like, holy shit, who would have thought? And, you know, 02. That, That's what I was telling my sons because – the first draft took place, you know, a year before my oldest was born. My 16, he'll be 16 next Saturday. Okay. And my 13 will be thir- 13 next Wednesday. But mm-hmm. I was telling him that first uh, Branslet and SmackDown to Raw, they were blowing fucking Raw away on every level. I said, that's what a SmackDown 5, you know, the birth of those guys, Cena. Batista, Ash, you know, Angle, Mysterio. My God, um, Angle and uh, I hate to even mention the fucking yeah. guy's name. Yeah. Benoit is a fucking team. Oh my God, yeah. Los Ferreros. Yo, like, when when like, the, when Stephanie, they the, remember the storyline was Benoit and Kurt were just feuding all over the fucking place, like tearing SmackDown apart because their feud just wouldn't end. It was just out of control. And Stephanie did what sort of what Foley did with, uh, with Sheamus and, and, uh, and Cesaro. It was like, but but for her, it was like, look, we're making, we want to make SmackDown the number one brand, and I'm coming, I'm creating these SmackDown tag titles, and I want y'all two to represent. And they're like, what? So it was like, yeah. So it was. Coming off of that, it was a uh, it was a it was a right. heck of a time. That O two to O that O two through O three to Mania O four, everything started to fall apart after uh, after WrestleMania twenty on SmackDown. I don't know, right? No, right. But I'm like, just think the, about the dudes the they had come through there. They had Ultimo Dragon. He a lot of people forget he was cruiserweight champ there for a while. Remember they Ray's the, uh, debut. And Edge or somebody was getting beat down Christ. in the cage, and he climbed the cage, and I mean, they how you forget to use that the top. all the time. And then he cross-bodied everybody from the top of the cage. That was Ray's debut. Right. That was my first real introduction to Ray Mysterio, who because I, I didn't watch WCW. Right. Ray Mysterio almost no, overnight I, I, became my favorite wrestler after that match he had with Kurt Angle on the SmackDown. After their match on SummerSlam, it was solidified. Like I don't buy my right. tapes from like when I go to indie shows and stuff, but I would always buy Ray Mysterio best ofs 
and like Chris Jericho because he was my dude, dude wrestler. But dude, if yeah. you get a chance, Trav, like like I say, check check out because I stumbled across him even before he got to ECW. You know, this was Sunday. You know, Triple A used to come on Sunday nights, and I so you know so happened to stumble across it. You know, and I saw him on Triple A. I saw okay. a young Conan on Triple A, and I saw these other two cats called Los Gringos Locos, which is it Eddie Guerrero, American Love Machine, R-Bar. Like, God rest, if R-Bar had a state alive and Eddie, oh, my God, that was Los Guerreros. Like, that whole lot, that whole shit that him and Chavo came up, go back and look at some, some um, tapes of them dudes. Him and... um. Oh, bro, those dudes was fucking phenomenal together. And right before Art died, they were supposed to, like when Eddie made that ECW debut, it was supposed to have been Los Gringos Locos, but Art had passed away. Like, had he lived out, like he would have been, he would have been a big player in that, you know, in that whole Monday night, you know, war situation shit too. Like, he would have been a player had he lived. Cause he was the guy that actually taught Eddie the um, frog splash. Like Art was doing it first. He was doing it in Portland as Beetlejuice. He was, he was doing that frog splash. Hmm. So yeah, like you know that yeah that's that SmackDown run was fucking phenomenal. You know it was. Raw of course was weird from '02 to about '05 was weird because it was yeah. It was a Triple H The Paul Levesque step on and, and get over at everybody's um expense show. That's all it was. Mm-hmm. And speaking of which last thing, um, I don't know if you're gonna check it out. I'll probably glance at it on YouTube. Um but I guess the next big impact event they got um R V D and Sabu challenging the, the Lucha Brothers for the tag title. So ah, great. Yeah. But when you get a chance and I will leave on this note fast. Take a look at that um that MLW show. Jesus Christ, like is that the one that Cornette debuted on? Yup. Yeah. So that's the reason I wanted to see it. That's that's why I wanted to watch it. And my man Mike said it was good. Corny didn't shit on everything. He's the best. Like fucking, what's the name? Need to sit, shut his mouth, and take notes from him because he fell off like a bad bag of. Like a bad bag of fucking Kush. Corey Ooh. Graves, like Corey oh. Graves. Yeah, no. he needs to sit it, I don't it, like him it, anymore. It was, it was a year, it was a year ago when it was like, oh, the Corey Graves that we liked in NXT. That guy's not, you know. Yeah, to me, and to me, he, to me, he was all, to me, he was always a poor man's version of CM Punk in search of CM Punk. Like he, to me, he was always just. A fake ass carbon copy of him. Yeah, no, no, no. When he became the propaganda mouth of you know raw, and it became yeah. obvious, like oh, oh, he's been fully compromised. It's just one of those things, like oh, okay, that's that's just the way it is. Now I'm on. I mean, I applaud him for banging Carmella and all that because you Wait know, a hey, second, man, come on, huh? It's not like an accomplishment and treat her like she's no, a it ain't an accomplishment. But I'm saying he got one over. He fucked his family up like a dick, but he got one over. Wait but that's the end of the no, day. No, 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 that's not even the story. Like, he apparently, like, all that was just blown out of, you know, and I'm not a Corey yeah. Grace fan, I'm I just, but 
He didn't start fucking with her till like things were obviously and yeah, very so well after, over. So after the fact, yeah. yeah so after oh. the fact, like he, like he already asked that. He's been like trying to get out on of social media. And she deleted all them shits because she knew people started like, yeah. hey, wait a second, it's not fair. Yeah, but I mean, as far as commentating and shit like that, they need to fucking um. I think they need to go back to two man commentating teams, and they just need to get fucking um, you know. Like, stop being so heavily scripted. Like, Vince, let them go. Let them go. Let them guys talk for real. Let them go. And that's all I got tonight. I'll leave on that note, Trav. Thanks, Mike, man. We'll talk to you next time. All right, brother. That was Mike from Brooklyn, everybody. Let's, uh, Let's get this email in. Uh, <laughs> so Brian's considering Vegas, which I don't even know why for a guy that lives in Phoenix. It's a why even what are you considering? Show up, man. Yeah, if I don't, if yeah, if you don't show up, I don't see him and get to like eat prime rib with Brian Austin double or nothing week. I'm going to be upset, and I might not be his friend anymore. But let's um oh look at that. My steak is getting some uh, some good reaction. <laughs> Here I go trying to be all Mr. Creative on like you know, 'cause I'll use like coconut oil to like you know, just to get the pan sizzling for the you know, for you instead of using vegetable oil or butter. Um <laughs> and I just slathered this. I basically, yeah, just coated this thing in vegetable oil uh, or in coconut oil before I seasoned it, and it just kind of washed out. I had this really fancy chipotle herb, fancy. It's like McCormick's bullshit three dollars seasoning you get from the supermarket, but it was like really like like I was hyped to use it, and it kind of just washed out all the seasoning. It was still good, but it was, and it was coconutty, <laughs> but it was too much. Much, much too much. Uh, but it still came out good. Coloring and, and all that. Like the middle was perfect the way I like it. Like medium well. So anyway, let's uh, read this email from Jabron. He chimes in from Vegas. He says, uh, would there be, would it just be better if they never break, break up the shield again? Or at least give it some time before they do the breakup again? I know there's talk of them having a three-way at some point at WrestleMania, but it seems to me they work better together than when they are singles competition. Well, I disagree that they're better as a team. I mean, they're good as a team, but the three singles, they're certainly not greater than the sum of their parts. Like, together they're good, but separate they're good to great. So... And also, Dean Ambrose is going away, right? Like, he's done after WrestleMania. So there will be no more shield for them to break up or reunite or anything. So, kind of voids that. Uh, Why do y'all believe it took so long for Samoa Joe to win a title on the main roster? 
I know that he's had trouble staying healthy, but do you believe it could have been something else other than his health being a problem as to why it took him so long to put a title on? Uh, could have been something other than his health? No. Because I can't think of anything other than, especially that foot in particular, the plantar fascia. So Joe's <laughs> been around 18 years. He ain't never been a problem in nobody's locker room or had a smart mouth or not gotten along with people or had a reputation for, you know, hitting on women or anything like untoward. So, no, it's just, you know, circumstances. And he wasn't going to beat Brock Lesnar. I'm thinking of all the shots he's had. He wasn't going to beat Lesnar. You know, there was a chance and he might have been able to beat AJ. But, again, I think it was – the foot was probably still their main concern back then. And it just worked out that way. And as a Joe fan going way back, you know, going back to 04, I don't feel like he's been slighted or in, or anything on the main roster. So, that is my opinion. Thanks, Jabron. Let's, uh, Head back to the Constellation Lines, 347-202-0103. We'll get you in line. See? See, Brian? He's going to post a, 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 a gif of a can of spam. And then say, here's what, wow, here's what Trav really had for dinner. That's talk about unnecessary. Uh, man, I might not have to wait till he don't show up at Vegas to not be that guy's friend. <laughs> uh. <laughs> All right, back to the uh, constellation lines we go. Let's uh, let's get Craig in on this bad boy. Uh, Craig, what's, uh, what's cracking? How's it going? Not too much. What's on your mind? It sounds like me and Brian are going to have a match at Double or Nothing. I don't, I don't know. It's throwing me under the bus. Well, after I dosed both of y'all with uh, copious amounts of uh, cannabis oil, um, it's going to be a, it's going to be a, it's going to be a spectacle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get the whole thing on tape. <laughs> oh, yeah, we we can't have that. No, I'm, I was thinking because uh, like I'm I'm basically going just that like because uh, when I've gone to SummerSlams and WrestleManias and stuff, I basically am mainly going for the for the party because I'm not so much into the being at the events and stuff, the the actual wrestling events. Because commentary is such a big deal to me. Mm-hmm. That, that yeah, that's I'm why WrestleMania into... 30 was probably my best favorite WrestleMania to go to because I got to sit in the press box and do the whole thing. But it had yeah. it was an open press box, so we had the crowd right there, and we could feel like we were in the you know. And you could hear. But there were also tons of monitors everywhere, and you got to hear the commentary, and it was just perfect. Well, that's. 
I'm thinking this year, because last year, I don't know if you remember, I went to, um, when I went to uh, WrestleMania in New Orleans, that was my first WrestleMania. I've never been to WrestleMania. Um, I was I was on Bourbon Street, and I was looking for a bar to watch the uh, WrestleMania at, and nobody had it on. And that's why I ended up getting a ticket. Like, at the, I got my ticket during the pre-show. <laughs> Bailey Holy was holding it. She just won the Royal Rumble of the, you know, in the pre-show. The, and I'm like, Battle Roy- the May Young, not May Young Battle Royal, yeah. Yeah. And and I'm like, I, I can't, no one has it on. I was like, uh, Bourbon Street was like dead completely, like nobody was there. Didn't watch like, it on I'm not going to be able to watch That's always enough. Oh, well, there was, a couple, there was a couple places that were trying to hook it up. But I'm like, I'm not yeah. going to sit there up. Yeah. So I ended up going and getting a ticket on StubHub or something, Seat Geek, and uh, going. But this year, uh, I know Legend in New York City is going to have it. So I want to go for the for the party and stuff like that and all the like Russell cons and things like that. And I want to go to a, a daily show taping and uh, a couple other oh, like, I've been, I've things in New York. I did a daily show taping and a yeah. nightly show taping. Oh, I'm so yeah. jealous. Nightly yeah. show is and I never got, I was so mad when I didn't get the, uh, cause like they'll answer questions from the audience and stuff. Just like, you know, banter back and forth. And remember, mm-hmm. did you ever watch the nightly show? Fuck yeah, I've, I've watched every nightly oh, okay. show. Yeah, so I still remember in the beginning. So remember in the like the first three months of the show, there were there was a four person panel, and then he went to a three person panel for the yeah. remainder of the the show. And I wanted to ask him like why. I, I, it was pretty obvious. Like, well, it's less chaos, more people can can you know everybody's not trying to get their shit in, so to speak. Uh, but yeah, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't call on me and yeah. And I got my, I got a, an, an un, uh, unsanctioned selfie with, uh, Mike Yard <laughs> as we were, oh, as we were, if you, if you say, I'm sure it's on my, uh, Insta or Facebook, if you say, yeah. So, <laughs> oh, and, oh, you please find it for me. I can't, can't wait, 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 wait. So what's his face? The the scientist from Terminator to Joe Morgan, the scientist yeah. from Terminator Two is that his name Joe Morgan? Because I know yeah. that's also baseball. Yeah, something there. like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, that's why I think I remember that. <laughs> so he was the guest, right? And as we're leaving, or it was maybe before the show, and we're standing in line. I'm like, Mr. Morgan, in Terminator Two, you had the best death scene I've, I I I can remember. And I I meant that so genuinely, and I think he thought I was like making fun of him, or maybe he just was like, yeah, whatever, pal. Like, but he just kind of like, I think he thinks I was making fun, like I was trolling him or something. But I really meant it. Like, bam! I was eleven when I saw that. That shit sticks with me thirty years later, almost like. Yeah. Click. Boom. Wow. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no. I've yeah. Been, those are fun tapings. Dude, I, well, I've never been to a taping of a. 
I went to a like a SCTV thing back in like when I was a kid, like in the eighties. But I don't remember any of that shit. I I just, I remember being there. But I but I love Daily Show. I wish Daily Show was still around. I mean, I would. <laughs> what, what I was thinking because uh, they had a last week. Is that tonight, damn? I was looking at tickets and everything. I'm sorry. Is that is that damn Jordan Kleffer show still on? I think so. I'm not sure. I okay. I've, I've never I never checked it out. I, I watched too much shit to watch. Yeah, I like Sam. You know, uh, Sam B. Yeah, but she's only on one Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I I watch that. I watch Daily Show. I watch Last Week Tonight, and <laughs> Craig legit gets all his. News from comedy show. <laughs> it's true though. I mean, well, remember I mean, when, when they said the John best Stewart was like the... talk about fair and balance? You know, they're not. They have no typically no, no corporate. I mean, they are on a corporate station, but they typically the hosts have no corporate interest in like uh, protecting or or exposing somebody. It's just they trying to get laughs and telling the truth <laughs> in a in a in a subversive way gets laughs and viewers. So. <laughs> but it always been it's always been like and back in when John Stewart was on, they were mm-hmm. like the most trusted newsman right now is the comedian, John Stewart. Yep. And it's like, well, yeah, because people trust John Stewart because he's not, you know, owned. Or, or trying to, you know <laughs> Right. And so and that that evolved and went on to and especially, I can't believe some of the stuff Trevor Noah says. Like, holy shit! And then, and then, uh, well, uh, so anyway, there's last week tonight taping, but it's on. It's like right as WrestleMania is going on. So I tried to get tickets because I, I'm still trying to debate on whether I'm going to WrestleMania, but or you know the weekend. Yeah, but I'm like, if I got tickets to last week tonight, I would probably skip like a significant portion of WrestleMania, and then just go to the bar, like, because there's this place called Legends where it would be right near my hotel if mm-hmm. I were to get if I were to go, and then watch the rest of WrestleMania there. But anyway, I don't know where the hell I was going with that. Uh, oh, oh, that's what it was. The Mania, um, <clears throat> the uh, NXT, I would go to, and they have a party. I don't know. You, you. I don't think you listen to uh, the like the Raw and SmackDown reviews with. With Wade and uh, guests, unless you're on them. Unless I'm on it, yeah, no. Um, Jason Solomon. But if something good it. happens or noteworthy happens, I mean, I hear about it. Because you or somebody, my man um, Mike, or somebody. Uh, or someone takes it like a, a screenshot. Or will tweet about some fuckface who's like, <laughs> oh, did you see? He said all Wade and Dave once. 
like let's I don't listen to Dave. I'm never I'm not a, you know big fan of the Observer. Not because I don't like him, just because that's just how things worked out. So, but I, but but I'll speak yeah. for Wade because I know the man personally. Uh, you know, eating his food, stayed at his house, and played Legos with his kid. But like, all Wade wants is flippy matches. Like, <laughs> it was the most ridiculous. And in camp, like, all Wade I wants spent, is the AWA to come back. Right. If there was, if you had to pick an extreme, like, no, Wade would probably want you know an hour show, ninety minute max with three squash matches on that show and one semi-main event quality <laughs> match. That He would be okay reporting yeah. on that as a, you know, every week. I mean, he probably would want a little more excitement. But, you know, if you're going to go to one extreme or the other, that's probably the extreme he'd, yeah. he'd go, all right, if I had to have one, that's the one I'll take. <laughs> and then Cam's like, listen, I can't, I can't believe you three hours on the phone. Talk about a story, huh? Can't believe what? I can't believe you can't listen to Wade without without getting the fact that he's very nuanced in everything. Like you listen to that one time, right? Yeah, it's not like you have to be like uh, me or or another person that's listened to him for years or or or, like no, listen to a couple of his updates and you're like, oh okay, I see where this guy's coming from. Yeah, he actually he actually thinks through what he's trying to say and flipping matches, which is such a reductionist false like thing it's like not just because it's stupid like it's just not true that's just the way everybody is now though they try to put everybody into these little bags they're like oh this guy is a li- you know liberal SJSWJ right, right, right. and then this guy is like this guy is uh, you know this kind of person over here and it's like people and are I mean, really, I have a mix I mean, yeah, and and it it's really been showing with you how you've been going at this Bernie thing lately. I don't I don't um, want to get you off on a tangent, but sure. I I'm like I, I'm the same I'm the same way as you the Bernie thing, and a lot of people are like either one way or the other on him like completely like there's no nuance like you dude there's many facets of a person like there's not just the one thing right yeah i mean that's with any and, and everything i don't yeah people like to to pretend uh pretend nuances in the thing like you can't hold two ideas in your head at the same time that's that's something that that's big Nowadays, like, well, if you like this, mm-hmm. how could you like that? Like, simple. <laughs> I like that, and I don't like that. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah it, it's it's all or no, it's it's all or nothing. You know, look, I had a guy, and I'm not sure if this is a perfect ina- analogy, but I had a guy who was used to be a giant fan of this show and of me until he wasn't, <laughs> but. He, um, you know, like I would post shit about the quote unquote Illuminati. Now that could mean a lot of things to a lot of people. I will yeah, admit, right. you know, it's a fucking comic book fucking group, like literally in the yeah. Marvel universe. It's a lot of things to a lot of people. And then he goes, right. and then he posts this link 
from like above top secret dot com forums, right? Like just a fucking message board in like twenty fourteen. And he goes, This what you think? And it was like <laughs> Illuminati, pedophile, something, whatever, whatever. And I was just like, I mean, okay, but so the, you Googled Illuminati and just went to the first, like, random fucking link you could find? Like, what do you, what? That's yeah. what you, and I was just like, I was like, man, like, if I told you about this thing, or if you told me about this scandal in pro wrestling, and I came back to you with a thread from a message board and was like, this is what you're talking about, you would laugh at me. You'd be like, you didn't talk, you didn't read an article from Wade or listen to an Observer audio or read one of the many books that are available or go to the one of these web, credible websites. You went straight to fucking WrestleConspiracy.news to get in, in the message board section of that well, fucking site to get it, your it info to refute the thing. It ain't even thing that anymore, though. Laugh at me. It ain't even that anymore, though. It's... You you type in what you what the subject is, and then you type in the word that you associate with that, whether it's good or bad, and you'll find the link that supports your argument. So you could say Randy Orton pedophile. You'll be able to go to you know whatever dot news and find the article and then paste it to the page. So you can do that with anything, though. So, and that's why fucking Trump got elected. Because enough people got that shit. I'm, I'm, I'm not even joking about that. Yeah. No, 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 no. There's a reason why. You've known me long enough. But there's a reason why I don't talk about certain subjects and I've you know because it's associated with right wing fucking assholes nowadays I can't talk about fucking the Fed the Federal Reserve or uh, fiat currency or because I just sound like an angry fucking incel oh, on my you say that for VIP. It's like, <laughs> but even still it's just like nope I'm not you're not going to tie me to that fucking Bullshit, our alt right fucking Nazi fucking movement bullshit. Mm-mm. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Sorry, sorry, I blew your cover on the VIP yeah. bit. <laughs> even still, I think VIP is. So, I talk about you know comic books and shit, but even that kind of stuff like that, I used to go pretty hard on. Like even my archaeology, my hidden history stuff. It's just. Oh yeah, I, I well one. Like, hey, here's a, lady, here's, a, here's an ancient fucking uh, here's this ancient megalith that's clearly been lasered and fucking high technology was used on it. Here, here's a picture of this drill hole Careful. or this fucking Careful. piece of granite that's fucking you know smooth as fucking glass and blah blah blah. And people just like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. totally. Nah, they they could, and it just people just don't care. So <laughs> people don't give a fuck, and you know. Like, no, here's me in Bosnia, two summers in a row, fucking digging in this, you know, 25,000-year-old pyramid. Yeah, no, I don't, yeah, I don't. If it's real, then who cares? If it, But, yeah, it's it's weird, Craig. Let's move on. <laughs> oh, my God. Let's move on. Uh, my, uh, have you ever seen the show AP Bio? No, Craig. 
did not haven't seen the show that you've been trying to get me to watch for two years. And it wasn't until it's, what it's only been one it year because it was only listen, one year. Listen, it wasn't <laughs> until three weeks ago. I don't know what I was watching on Hulu. Probably something from NBC. Um, but they ran the uh, AP Bio commercial. And is it on NBC or Fox? NBC. Okay, so whatever I was watching. They ran, ran it at the Superstore. Yeah, whatever they did it. And I was, and then I heard the guy, I heard the dude from Always Sunny go, when they said, you have you enjoying yourself? And he goes, God, no, I'm a substitute teacher in, from, in Toledo. I was like, son of a bitch, that's why Craig wants me to love that <laughs> show so much. Like, it's probably funny, well, no, but. Seriously, <laughs> seriously, it is really funny. But it's also from Toledo, which is like a double. I never like knew this every so week there's like an inside joke that like twenty seven thousand people only get. <laughs> yeah, if you go but to Frankie's down on Seventh, everybody's like, ha, 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 yeah, Frankie's down on Seventh Street. Ooh, that Frankie, <laughs> and everybody else in America's like, fuck Frankie and Toledo. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't telling you. I wasn't telling you to. I'm, I'm not pitching it anymore. I I okay. pitched it enough. What yeah, I'm yeah. telling you is I'm so friggin' excited because I didn't even know it was coming back. It's been on – it only had like uh, 13 episodes or something like that, and then mm-hmm. it was off, and I'm like, there's no way to bring Well, those are the worst because they come, they're on for two months, and then you got to basically wait a year for them to come back. Sometimes they make you wait even longer. Yeah. But like, the or- like the Orville is about to end, and it feels like it season two just started, and they're already on episode ten, and it's only thirteen episodes, and then they're not going to be back till January. I hope, I assume. And if you're not watching the Orville, in, everybody in, in listening, culture, ain't that better? Um, it's better certainly that people you aren't think? going twenty two episodes, fuck, and they go ten or thirteen, like oh that's doable. So sure. Yeah, it's it's like with with the Big Bang Theory. You said you're still way behind on that, right? But eventually, one of these days, I'm going to get the urge, and I'm going to knock out 27 episodes in you know in a weekend, <laughs> and I'll be right back in. You know, yeah. I said the same thing about Gotham, and I haven't watched that shit in two years. Mm. Oh I hope the same goodness. doesn't happen like, with I'm, Supergirl I'm, Flash yeah. because, yeah. I'm just not motivated this year to watch them. And I know in part one is because there's no Flash. Flash and Supergirl. You haven't watched Flash? I haven't seen it. Yeah, you said that. Episode this year. I was like, I swore in November, I was like, oh, I'm going to watch. I'm going to catch up by December and be be ready for the crossover. That shit came and went. Everybody was talking about it, and I had no idea what was going on. Yeah. One of the good things about the crossover, and I don't know if you've you've had uh, if you had to deal with this, like you didn't watch one of the. Didn't you say you didn't watch Legends and it was part of the crossover? I don't watch, and you, I don't watch Legends or, or Arrow, but during the crossovers, I, I, I watch. I certainly will watch an Arrow that you watch that ha, that's involved in the crossover. Oh, of course, yeah. And I don't not know okay. what's going on when Supergirl show comes on. Well, <laughs> Yeah, but, but well, what I'm trying to say is you can get away with not watching because I haven't watched Arrow. I gave up on Arrow two seasons ago. Sure. And I'm like, it's the same friggin' show every week. 
like, and I, I like, you know, I, I'm not so much into the fight scenes. And so, like, it was just the same show every year. You're not so much and into the fight scenes? Come back. I don't like fight scenes, no. It, it's kind of like in wrestling. Riddler, I'm sorry, you American broke up. Man. You broke up, crap. I didn't hear what you said. I, I was saying you, in general, don't like fight scenes, like across, like, genres? Yeah, well, pretty much. Unless they're really awesome, like, like uh, the Jackie Chan one from Rush Hour, that was awesome what? because he slid through the, like, the fence or whatever. What? What about the battle but, of the I mean, or the battle of the 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 battle for the wall in, in season five of Game of Thrones? But those were like just cinema, cinematically like fucking spectacular. Like that battle for the wall I, was, I don't like, like, it was a, the fight was eleven minutes long. It was one shot. Like they had to get it all right. Like yeah, one I, of those. that's fine. I that I'm not. I mean, that's not me. I don't like I like I don't I I've never I didn't like you just Star Wars. Solid I didn't see dialogue Star Wars. to move the thing along. No, not dialogue. I like the even in wrestling. Like wrestling, I'll watch wrestling, and then like they'll go to the first part of the match, and I know that nothing's gonna happen because you know they're in a minute commercial break. Yet, so I'll take that chance to go pee. I mean, like, sure. I, I like being pragmatic and, and you know. And, you know. Yeah, mm. but there's matches I get into, like Mustafa Ali versus Buddy Murphy was friggin' amazing. I'll, I I appreciate what they're doing. It's just I don't have time for that shit when I got to pee, you know. Well, but it's the same cool. thing with with a with a with a show, and it's like Arrow was too much of that, too much too much fight scene, and too much of like. Oh, she's dead. Now she's back, and then she, you know, like some dude, you know, it, it was, it kind of got repetitive. I even, you know, well, anyway, I don't know where the hell we were going with that. Don't ask me. Oh, wait. And in, in the meantime, let's uh, bring Rich onto the show. He's, <laughs> he's in line. Rich, what up? Oh, Not much. Y'all had me on hold for a straight twenty minutes. I didn't know you were. I didn't see you. Excuse me. Somebody could have sent the text. Chime. Oh, I was. I am. I was. 800 ways to connect me. Or to get at me. I don't want to hear that. I was too busy basking in the glory of the creator of self-made giving mm-hmm. us props on Twitter. You think I'm not going to run that into the ground on the VIP tonight? <laughs> but that means, but my brain hurt because I was like, that means he's a VIP, right? I was like, did he like already have a torrent? And I didn't want to like probe and then go. He and him go. Right. No, I torrent. I torrented that shit. And I go, fuck you, little <laughs> bitch. Yeah. I go to Extreme Wrestling Torrents and download it. Mm-hmm. Wild. So yeah, very Rick, proud of you guys. I know that was a big deal to you guys. It was. It is. I mean, I had to initiate it. He didn't come on like, hey, I like your show. I was like, hey, I like your book, and I talk about it constantly on my show. And he was like, oh, yeah, no, I know. I heard you. <laughs> and it was really awesome. <laughs> yeah. Except except he said S slash M, and I'm like, what the hell is he talking about? S slash M? I had to use context clues. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
they call that a Toledo SAT question. <laughs> I'm not even going to get my lead alone. Rich like they oh, yeah, Chris, you were like in the middle of something, so you can continue. Rich is just here now. Yeah, I love AP Bio. Melissa got me into it. That's like the one show in our marriage she's ever got me into that I enjoyed like after watching an episode. Damn. Did you hear it coming back? That was a backhanded compliment. <laughs> well, no, she knows it. Like, she tried to get into the Americans with me, and I was like, this is not realistic. Like, no Russian asset worth their money is going to, like, right. fall I mean, for a dude. Speaking of one, I mean, I think you would know, comrade. See? No comment. <laughs> Just for <banana. laughs> Or some shit, I don't know. <laughs> See? Yeah, this is, I'm, oh. <laughs> Anyway, Craig, please, you were, like, in the middle of something. And I rudely interrupted to get rich in, so continue. Uh, well, I, I have, like, two more points, and I'll get off your line. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Um, you are welcome to stay as long as you want. Our queue is uh, embarrassingly dry today, so <laughs> that's why Mike got a 48-minute okay. well, <laughs> And I said nothing. <laughs> in that case, I have three things. <laughs> All right, don't get don't 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 get too big for your britches now. <laughs> um, I got a six pack of questions. Uh, oh no, that's not that's not right. Don't call my dude Craig. I Lynn. wish I could. that ain't right. <laughs> I wish I could Go have ahead. you know. I could. Okay, uh, college basketball. Are you guys okay. into college basketball like March Madness at all? I am not. I'm not. Melissa M- Melissa is. Well, Duke, yeah. Yeah, of but, course, right. Like you guys won't you guys won't get into any like brackets, just pick random ass brackets and be in with your friends and stuff like that. Nope, it's fucking stupid. <laughs> I used to at my old job in my old I position just, yeah, because yeah. like no idea what I'm talking about, so it's like just random. Like, oh, I know that school. Oh, is Gonzaga good this year? They're number one seed. Wow, I don't know how things have changed. That's like my reaction when I see those uh, brackets. But that was like, wasn't that the year Philly won everything? Though. No, I mean, like this year, Gonzaga's like a number. They're good. They've been good for like a while now, like a perennial, you know, mm-hmm. top seed. But used they used to always when I was a teenager, they were always the Cinderella. Team, so it's nice. A couple decades later, they're you know they're there. It's a program. They're keeping it strong. Mm-hmm. It's not always the. It's like oh now they're like the the evil empire, and I'm like come on uh uh uh, uh Bowling Green. Shockers. Yeah. <laughs> Who's the kid that had uh Shaka uh the, is that them? The head the, the coach. Yeah, like they were the sweetheart for a couple a couple years. Butler so, too, and then unless, the coach went to the and, Celtics. And because, and because I don't even like watch Sports Center and keep up with, um, keep up with other teams not my own that way. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Shock Yeah, I don't hear. I don't hear about who's good and who's these kids like Zion. Like, oh shit! It wasn't until I saw that block where I was like, oh, now I know what the Zion kid looks like. And then when you see him laying there with his foot off, hanging out that that Nike. Then you really know what he looks like, but 
Yeah, I don't right. I don't pay attention. So when I see those brackets, I'm, it's just another language. So I don't participate. So hopefully that doesn't ruin your gimmick, whatever you're about to ask us. Oh, Mike, Mike. <laughs> I used to run a bracket. And Uh-oh. it was like $2. You said a bracket, not $2. a racket, right? Because it sounds like you're about to get into some like oh, breaking legs, y'all. scamming shenanigans. Actually, hey, I could probably go to jail for running a $2 bracket where the winner gets like 13 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, I, I used to run a bracket, but um, they they send you a reminder every year. Like, hey, yeah. your brackets are available again. You got the mm-hmm. bracketology thing going sure. on and all this stuff. And I'm like, just like fantasy football. I don't have any July. July. They're like, we've reactivated your thing. I'm like, God damn it. I'm in the, it ain't even the all-star break in baseball. <laughs> Fuck y'all. <laughs> That's how I feel. It's every beginning of every football season. <laughs> well, I'm really into college basketball. I'm a Michigan State fan, and I'm a UT uh, college women. And I'm watching them right now. Um, UT is that like, Tennessee or Texas? I like. Like, are you past Summit coming from that? Those guys, that generation. Uh, Toledo. Sorry, to- UT. Oh, Toledo. oh, okay, Toledo. Okay, that makes sense. I guess. Yeah, I guess I should have clarified that. Um, Hold on one second. Yeah, and and so I like I like the college basketball, um, but I only start paying attention to it. Well, I watch them all year. Yeah, but yeah, and then I get really involved like around March Madness. Well, I'm going to March the the opening tip. We used to go out every week, every year for opening tip for the college basketball, and we'd watch like four games at once. And we'd have four big screen TVs at the Damons, and it was great. And I'm going. I'm going to Miami this year. Mm-hmm. To watch, you know, for the opening because that's right after my birthday. Okay. And gonna watch all these games and all this stuff and do, you know it's gonna be all kinds of fun. And I was just wondering if, if like I I could restart the brackets with you guys, but you guys don't seem too interested in it, so I'll move on. <laughs> um. Uh. <laughs> Grandma's funeral was last Friday. Your grandma's? And she died she died in on January first. Okay. But her her birthday is March first, so that she they had her like memorial service and we took all the ashes and all that stuff on March first. Sure. My work denied the Bereavement time. Uh, bereavement, yeah, bereavement leave. Yeah. And they considered it an absence. And <clears throat> at my work, you can take two absences in a row, and it only counts as one. So I took the next day off, too. Now everybody's pissed at me. And I'm like, oh. I mean, if you would have gave me my bereavement leave and not counted as an absence, I wouldn't have taken the next day. But, you know, if I can take two days, I'm going to take two days. Fuck it. And so my boss yelling at me 
mm-hmm. and everything like that. So I went back at him and said, well, you can just pretend that I was stealing time that entire day and count that against me. Only I didn't get paid because like he has like this group of four cronies that they steal time all the time. Like they just sit around and do shit. And I didn't know. Oh, so that was your way of like, ah, that was, cause I'm thinking, yeah, why like, would you make that suggestion, Greg? <laughs> like what if he went, okay, yeah. but no, that was a backhanded way of like, no, nah, I know what your fucking homies are yeah. doing. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. I yeah. Guess, and, and so I went, I wanted him like that. And I'm like, you can just pretend I was stealing time and just, you know, ignore this whole thing. And, he was like, what are you talking about? Blah, blah. Anyway, I owned him in the argument. And yeah. then it got back to the cronies, and the cronies started fucking with me at work. So oh, now boy. I'm like, do we want to escalate this? Because Do I got to cut a bitch? <laughs> I'm saying. I'm not saying. Okay, I'm, for, for, for what it's worth, I'm not saying that. This is a public forum. <laughs> <laughs> right, like the views of Travis Bryant and all that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Rich, where are you? <laughs> um, he, he's doing something. So, you got me choking on my uh, dinner, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> he went away to eat. <laughs> so, oh, man. so, so I I got pissed and and. Well, they started trolling me, but they didn't. They didn't start doing that. They started doing it over the intercom at work. They were like, "Hey, John, just so you know, we're working. We're we're unloading a truck right now." They were starting. They were saying that over the intercom at work, which is only doing themselves a disservice. Because everybody knows, if you recognize right. that they're fucking pieces of shit and lazy and stealing time, then everybody else knows. And them being salty and loudly salty about it just makes people go, y'all just salty because somebody called y'all out on y'all fucking bullshit. So I don't see this working out well for them. There's only like four other people in the store. So, okay. you know, they probably I'm kind of at that disadvantage. But, yeah. So, but, yeah, they started trolling me over the intercom. And I'm like, I, I said nothing, but I'm like, man, I want to say or do mm-hmm. something. And it's, yeah. I'm curious for you and Rich, yeah. mm-hmm. when is, what, what has been the most restraint you've ever had at work when someone fucked with you? Yeah, I'm going to, because I want to now tell these stories, going to go in a different direction and tell stories about when I didn't have restraint. Uh, but as an undersized, younger kid at the time, I, you know, you'd use the tools that you have. So these both happened summer 94. I'll be relatively quick. <clears throat> and I worked at a camp. I was a, I was a, wait staff at a camp and really just to, to, to the campers and stuff. Uh, and it was just a little hoity toity, uh, mostly kind of like Jewish rich kids kind of camp. Right. And we stayed in the, in a cabin and everything like everybody, else, but whatever. So there was a kid who worked at the 
you go check out sports equipment, like if you wanted to play lacrosse or, or, or you know, various things, uh, activities they had, you would go to him and check it out. For s- somehow, I had, you know, not somehow, because I'm a fucking asshole, but, and, and even 14-year-old me certainly was even more. I had really gotten under his skin, and one night, we were as a bunk, as a cabin, all the waiters, like at least four of us were like walking somewhere. And it was at night, it was dark. And he's coming by, oh my God, Velveteen and his pearls. My Lord. My absolute Lord. With the pearl earrings and the whole, <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Oh, I can't wait to the hotels when he get the, uh, the hands on him when he gets to the main roster. <laughs> it's it's going to be a fiasco. But anyway, um, I uh, he basically, uh, I mean, I can't say anything, but he like, oh, and I think he knew some. He was like a ripped like sixteen year old, you know, and I think he knew like some kind of like halfway fucking, you know, martial art or something, or at least that was my impression. And he just punked the shit out of me. Like this was something I already knew. It's not like he he he, he hit a pose and was like, hi yeah, I know fucking kung fu, and I I already knew it. And he like said some shit and like challenged me, and I wasn't having it. Like I'm not want to fight you. Number one, I'll lose my job. Number two, I'll get beat the fuck up. Like. No. And, you know, none of my homies had my back. It was kind of, like, shameful on their part, too. Fam, for the next, I don't know how many days, I was at that fucking uh, checkout thing to get equipment, making his life miserable. Right? Like, there would be, like, this piece of PVC holding up the window. Like, it was a window. You go and, like, hey, let me get a lacrosse helmet. And it's the only thing holding, knock that shit out. Uh, sending people to, to get equipment. Just any little thing. Like, three days later, this guy, like, comes up to me and fucking tells me he wants to, like, squash everything. Right? Like, hey, man, I think things have gotten out of hand. Like, no, I mean, not really. I'm cool. But he, like, oh, ends want- things. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I didn't need to do my, like, thing in front of people to, like, make my point like he did when he waited to – I was with a bunch of people, and then he kind of punked me out. You know, like, oh, no, I'll, I'll do my shit. I'll do my – I'll be alone and come and find you where you work and, you know, and, like, I serve your food. Like, you get your food from me and my friends. Like, <sighs> Um, and then Rashad, he was a waiter, a year older, and we were fucking with him, right? And this has been the story of my life. If four people are all doing the same thing, and I'm one of those four people, I am going to get the fucking heat. Like, if only one person can get the heat, it's going to be me, right? And right. I don't remember what we were doing. We were fucking with him in his sleep. I, I'm that guy and for all my groups, by the way. So it's, I, I, it's, I, uh, it's the story I'm of my confused. life, Craig. It's, it, it, I, and it's just like, hey, I guess I'll take that as a compliment that I'm the one that, you know, whatever. But it's really what it is, is they taking that opportunity to take other things out that I have either done or said or didn't like. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, I know everybody else is doing this, but fuck you. <laughs> So one night, it's like, it's like, <laughs> it's like two, three in the morning, we're goofing off and we were messing with him, whatever. So this guy decides to get up and like the, out of the, like his sleep 
and come to, and go pretend like he's going to take a shower. And my bed in the cabin was closest to the shower. And, and remember, I'm 14. I'm barely 100 and fucking, you know, 20 pounds, you know, and he's 15 or 16 and hit his, you know, he's more, you know, specimen at that point than I am. And he sucker punches me. Like, he catches me sleeping. Like, I'm not expect. why would I expect him to punch me in the face? And he sucker punches me and gives me a black eye. And I, like, control him. Like, you know, like, after that, I didn't let any, him, like, beat me up. But I, like, and everybody else kind of like, oh, 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 you know, cabin full of boys. <clears throat> and, like, that was the end of it. But and I got to walk around for back. I mean, we didn't, like, jump the guy. No. They just, I mean, they, they had my back in as if they, they pulled him off of me and didn't let him like beat me up if you know he probably could if he wanted to again um and this story makes me realize that 14 year old Trav had way more balls than 30 almost 39 year old Trav so I had to walk around obviously for the next week with a fucking shiner and explain to people that I got punched in the face or makeups I don't remember what I did I'm probably sure I'm sure I was, maybe I was truthful I hope I was like no I was shy I punched me in the face uh so like a week later I don't know how much time I let pass I woke up in the, and I was a big hockey player back then, uh, roller hockey and shit. And I woke up in the middle of the night and everybody was in the cabin was asleep. I went and I shook Eric who had a bed right next to, to Rashad, who was the diesel one of us. He was the one at 14 had already developed a little wispy mustache and started getting muscles and you know, that kind of thing. Woke him up like, yo, <clears throat> I need you. I'm gonna need you in a little bit. Woke shine up like, hey, you might want to you might want to witness this <laughs> across the room, and I got a fucking uh, aluminum hockey stick, and I beat the fuck out of his legs in his sleep. So imagine I probably got like three good solid whacks before he, you know, out of a dead sleep, realizes what what's going on and like corrals that doesn't let me hit. So probably like three or good four whack whack whack. You know, and I Travis, I'm gonna call back in a little bit. I gotta up. talk to my coworker. Gotcha, Craig. I fucked his shit up, right? Two days later, came to me and shook my hand and wanted to squash the whole thing. So again, those are stories where I did not show. I showed restraint in the moment, only because okay. I really had no choice. I was. Moving. I like how Rich just dove off the line, <laughs> right there. Coworkers. <laughs> I ain't, I ain't part of no felonies. <laughs> oh, well, I was juvenile. I was 14 on another juvenile. Yeah, yeah I know. 20 yeah, years ago, yeah. 25 years ago. No, but to me, for me and you, it's the exact opposite. Like, okay. you at 14 versus you at, what, 37 now? 38? Uh, almost 39, yeah. Okay. And me at 14 versus me at, I'm almost 40, mm-hmm. is the exact opposite trains like at 14 i was the nicest kid i just let people walk all over me all throughout my life and now i'm like i don't give a fuck man because what do i got to lose i have nothing well like you're free i go on vacation from my sister (laughs) nobody wants to go to jail i'm not gonna i'm not gonna bash anybody with a hockey stick but it's getting close you look at monte (laughs) this fool he is wearing a red ski mask, an old school knit ski mask. Oh my god! <laughs> and he's got his sunglasses and a crown, a king's crown, on his head. <laughs> this guy. 
so yeah, so stories of uh, of restraint and non-restraint. Oh boy. Yeah, mean today. I would never because <sighs> number one, that's a that's felony assault. <laughs> That's for one yeah. reason, you yeah, know, you can't, can't eat it in their sleep. Like, <laughs> come on. Um, yeah. And even if you go, but he punched me in the face three days you ago. Even in '97, like, nah, you nah. can't do that. Well, '94. Yeah. Like, no. I know it was the Attitude Era. No. <laughs> oh, okay. I see what you're saying. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. So what else we got? You got a one guy to go for? So one guy to stay? What we got? Uh. I don't, but uh, what else? Uh, oh, today, March 6th, is the two-year anniversary of my first phone call into a show. And, and is that the thankfully, show? by talking to you guys, yeah, the TAS show. And then, yeah. thankfully, by talking to you guys, I've learned how to do it a little bit better. And I'm forever grateful for you guys. And, you said um, two year anniversary. I called in to calling in. Yeah. So we had. Like, so I'm assuming talk. it was at, uh, soon after that we heard from you here. Yeah, and I have those on my uh, phone, and I listened the other day to them, and I'm like, oh, jeez, I sound like a fucking idiot. Well, I'm just, it just feels long. It feels like you've been, it just doesn't feel like you've been around for not even, and I mean, as you've been around long, but as far as like calling in and interacting, yeah. it feels longer than two I years. I think the first one was like April, April 17th or April 7th or something like that, like 2017. Oh, when the first time I talked to you I, on here, on the, on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Cool. Well, awesome. Well, if that's it, and, well, uh, uh, that's it, and uh, thank you, and love you guys. No, no, Craig, thank you. I mean that. Um, <clears throat> all right, let's keep it moving. Looks like we'll be able to get out of here on time. No more emails. Get your emails in, uh, especially your VIP emails, if you hear me, and are able to get a VIP email in. East Coast Audio Show at gmail.com. And let's go to what will probably be uh, yeah, probably be our final caller of this evening. Let's uh, let's go down to Georgia and talk to Darrell. Uh, Darrell, what's going on? What's going on, Trav? I thought, um, I thought um, Craig was here longer. I, I remember hearing Yeah, don't feel like this, um, way more than two years? Uh-huh. I guess because I've been here for a while. I've been with you guys. I was here before Cam would uh, be on Twitter posting them um, them thought pictures. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, uh. <laughs> oh, man. But so, yeah. um oh yeah, Trav, the Funimation mm-hmm. thing. Um the customer support support it's it taking them a while to get back with me. It don't work on my end neither. It don't work online. Oh. It don't work on it don't work on the phone. Oh shit, okay. No, I no. thought it was it, I thought it was because, you know, they're like 
get the fuck out of here, Texas uh, IP address, trying to uh, access this. This ain't. This clearly isn't your account. But I was thinking of all the apps and streaming services to do that, like Funimation. Like, can y'all afford? No. Nope. I mean, yeah. So uh, yeah, they typically, unless you like seriously, seriously abuse it, which means you're probably having people pay you for it, and or they if you just no, give it to all your. They send up so you can be able to stream so at one time, like. Like four people can be on there and stream right. for one They're, time. That's they what I thought. Most of them were program. going the, the other way of, of connectivity, of sharing. Even the Netflix CEO was like, look, if a, a, fa- a kid should be able to use his father's account or his mother's account. Like that's how it would work if in the house. Like you're, she buys a VCR, everybody gets to use it. Like he has to have to buy his own. I guess if he wants it for his room, but you know, he's just. So he was like, no, I don't have a problem. And he's like making a billion dollars a day. <laughs> I'm exaggerating, but only slightly. I mean, Netflix is making tons and tons of cash. That's why they've been able to transform their... They don't need Disney or they don't need Marvel. They're like, that's all right. We're going to start our own. We're, the Prodigy book, are you keeping up with that at all, uh, Darrell? Uh-uh. Well, that's... We're, Not yeah, that they're... I have a, I, I got a tremendous... On I'm, I'm reading the one that y'all... I'm reading the other uh, one self-made. that y'all reading. Yeah, yeah, um, and and homie likes it, so that's that's what's up. But um, but Prodigy is going to be a movie on Netflix. That's why their books. It's all it's Netflix ads all throughout Pro- the Prodigy book, and it's because they want. It, I forget which house it is. It's not Dark Horse. It's um, it's uh, uh, Image. Yeah. So they've got a bunch of different like the the sh- the Umbrella Academy is their first first one and people are liking that I wish Prodigy was a show and not a movie but whatever I take what I can get but yeah yep. Netflix makes a ton of, ton of money and they were like hey nah it's fine so, so I'm glad it's not uh, that they were like fuck you pal <laughs> you can't use it and it's I don't wish it was I'm not glad it's everybody or, and they had a know, thread you, about you know. it too and they had a thread about it on their website when I went to talk because yeah, I mean, if you're paying that for that and you can't watch paying. the thing, it's like, hey, what the fuck? Yeah, and that's your I shit. Said, Damn, man, because I was going back watching the because they haven't even updated a lot of the um stuff on there. They haven't brought in all the rest of the super um English versions, so that's why I was going back rewatching on there the super version. In English, they haven't updated nothing, so I guess they're trying to fix the problem. That's something that they did. All I know is once they fix it, I'm hitting them with that. Um, hey, yeah. y'all owe me some free months, baby. Yeah, fuck yeah. Because <laughs> I love to do that. Oh, you owe me some free months. Thank you. And 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 another thing, I'm proud and I'm happy that you finally read Skyward. Yes. Now I can get I, now that 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 theory and stuff that had me confused. It still got me kind of confused. Once you get into the book, I can ask you to explain it. <laughs> uh, what? I won't get it yet because I'm only through volume one. Is that what you're saying? Just so you know, I feel like you know once you you know you get into it, you probably you probably figured out it already. But you know, get a bit uh, better grass of everything, you know, because the, the book itself, 
everything is crazy. I'm loving it. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's really good. And just a, just a quick overview for people know what the hell we're talking about. It's a book. Is <clears throat> uh, the protagonist uh, Willa? She was you know born in normal times. Shortly after she was born, like so, she's a a, a newborn or very small infant. And G Day happened, where Earth lost a significant portion of its of its gravity. And like, so imagine what would happen if every if people just and things just weren't tethered to the ground by by gravity anymore. And they flew the fuck off into space by the, I assume millions. They haven't been specific. They showed the de- whoo that one. Uh, I don't think it was a a two page thing, but it was one full page uh, uh, panel of lower space and you just see all the stuff flying and things and people flying off of uh, floating off of earth they certainly aren't flying and and will is dead like to have to, to watch that and i thought the same thing when when the baby start when she starts crying as a baby like fam she's inside like what's is the window open like she should be okay but I can't really blame him that he didn't run outside into that chaos and people flying away, floating away. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, it's very relatable. I, I was imagining how would that feel in real life. Now, that they should make a series about that. Like, how would that feel in real life? Right, you so 20 years later. On a date and everybody starts floating. <laughs> <laughs> well, people would think they were getting raptured, and, <laughs> and that would be an issue. And then people were like, no, they didn't leave their fucking clothes behind. And just, no, 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 they ain't had no. This is everything. Trucks and buildings and patio tables and don't get raptured. You see that shit floating away too. So shut the fuck up. <laughs> but no. So twenty years later, you know she's grown. She's twenty, and she's a grown woman. And she knows nothing but a low G world. And there's this faction of elites that live like nothing has changed. Right? So they have magnetized boots, magnetized dress hems, 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 you know, and their clothing. So they can just walk on. Like she asked the guy, like, wow, what's it? You know, like basically like, what's it like to have to only walk? Like, what the fuck? Like she just, they just don't understand. Like I like best. The, the idea that everything changed, infrastructure changed, travel changed, garbage collection changed. You can't just put your trash in a bag and throw it in a dumpster. That shit will float away. So everything changed. And this faction of elites, these rich assholes that that basically live beneath the clouds because everybody else it's floating around, and, you know, you can still get hurt. You know, it's not like everybody you can fly, but you certainly just imagine if you could control those long moon moon bounce jumps and shit. You're not tethered to the world, to the ground, get to places way faster. It's amazing. So anyway, her dad went yep. crazy, and he thinks he can fix it and bring gravity back. And it's it's a whole thing, but but it's 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 a really, really good book, and I'm really mad it took me six damn months to finally read it 
All I know is it was the first time I ever seen um, people living, um, the elite people living below <laughs> the regular people. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because, you know, like usually when you see stuff, yeah. they always stay above. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the theory of that the Jetsons and the Flintstones take place in, on, at, on, in the same timeline. Have yeah. you heard that one? Um, yeah, I heard that one before because I heard it when I, um, after, um, years after, um, you know, they came out with the Flintstones and the Jetsons movies. Crossover, yeah. I seen that online. Yeah. I seen that online. So the idea is the Jetsons are above, you know, and what's on, on the ground, what you can't see below the clouds is the Flintstones. Like something happened that was a post-apocalyptic kind of thing happened on earth. And the people that just didn't have, didn't have the means to escape that and to live in the new, you know, world above the clouds world, you know, just lived in the stone age. Well, if you think about it, if you think about it, if they say Atlantis is a real place and you can think about, you know, the Flintstones and the Jets as being in the same place, just one race of people was able to um, develop faster than the other one. So they got technological advance more quick. Yeah, well, to make it to make it plausible to why would the Jetsons be on, you know, the fact that the Flintstones are below them living on Earth all fucked up in the Stone Age, there has to be a story. Well, the story is they're the ones that couldn't leave. They're the poor people or regular people and not the super elite, which the Jetsons either are or are the descendants of. <laughs> Somebody mm-hmm. should, I'm sure there does exist fan fiction for that. It's probably chapters and on chapters <laughs> telling that story. Um, now, but anyway. um, I go into this. I go into this with you. Um, to get on the wrestling because I know people don't want to hear us mumbling on about stuff like that. I guess, but I don't yeah. mind. <laughs> they cannot want to hear it all at once. I want to talk about some more Joe and his promos. And okay. I want to know what you thought about it first, what you thought about his promo. And me, I thought about it as he, in one promo, he made the U.S. title seem way more important and better than the IC title and look like he going to have, he could potentially have one of the fourth most important, fourth or fifth most important matches at WrestleMania, behind the three t- big titles, that's mm-hmm. Raw Women's um, title, Universal title, and WWE title, then mm-hmm. whatever match Roman gets, and then Samoa Joe right there. With yeah, no, I agree. His, his match won't be on the pre-show, but he also could just lose the title at WrestleMania and your whole thing about he could be the best, you know, United States champion and make that title mean something, blah, blah, blah. That all goes away. Well, I think they found an opponent that's worthy of John Cena and the storyline that they could tell and with all they have to do is just stay out of it and let those two guys talk. That'll be the first that I, I don't see where, you know, a promo battle building up the match. We haven't seen that in a while, like a good one. Where it's mm-hmm. not silly, ha ha. We know John Cena gonna add some silliness into it, but you know he can get serious when he wants to. And I'm, I'm pretty sure, being that him and Joe are friends, 
They have a history. Joe only know nothing but serious. Um, you know, um, some more Joe trained John Cena back in Cali. That's what I'm saying. Are we gonna get any UPW footage? Ooh, that'll be amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be amazing. And let Joe Here's be the one who introduced the prototype how to take a bump, and then they showed Joe like admonishing him, like, no, 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 you got to keep your chin tucked, and you got to, you know. And this is the guy I'm supposed to be afraid of. You know, I could, I could see that. Yeah. Here's John stumbling over a simple uh, drop down, uh, you know, hip toss, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever spot, basic uh, wrestling 101 spot you could do. Here he is falling over his own feet. And it's like literally an outtake, a, you know, seen him like watching a move because he was, you know, new and that happens. And uh, yeah, yeah, play on and that. That's That'd something be- that we and some having some more Joe going at Cena. I don't think out of all John Cena years in wrestling, have he with somebody the style of Joe. I'm talking about Joe, how he wrestles in the ring, how he talks on the mic. I haven't seen John Cena face somebody like some more Joe, especially on the mic. Anyway, who gonna who gonna try to cut you alive? They come at you real hard. Mm-hmm. And I think that would be something totally different. And a good way for John Cena, if this is going to be one of his last few type of WrestleManias, or, you know, they'll put over somebody and it means something. Yeah. Then the potential of building up Joe to build somebody else up, maybe a, a Mustafa Ali. And Joe might lose the title at SummerSlam or something like that. But I know WWE don't think that far down the line. But that promo was amazing. Um, Another thing I want to talk about, I heard y'all was speaking on Ronda, but I had to step away from the phone a little bit. Um, I know people be upset with her promo style, but I wonder, do, do people understand about rookies? Like, when you get a rookie quarterback, the thing that they tell you is everything moves so fast and they don't have the ability to slow it down yet. And that's how I see uh, Ronda. When she cut her promos, she she full of passion. She she full of passion. So like the person she who wrote the up. article on PW, uh, uh, PW Torch saying that she disrespecting the business in comparison. The reason why she disrespecting the business to why to her and Tyson <laughs> to show why his point is valid <laughs> that was crazy, but um she full of passion. That's what people ask from their um performers and stuff like that. She's good in the ring. She giving you three to four, even five star um matches. It's just she still a rookie and it's still moving too fast for her. I'm pretty sure once everything slow down, and as you can see, that speeding, um, that fast talking worked for her as a semi-heel because that promo that she cut on Monday is the same type of promo she's been cutting every week, but now she just released it and went even more heel with it and it defined herself, and it, and it's better. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I don't know I how you feel about her promo style and stuff like that. No, it's uh, trash. The promo yeah. for Monday. Been pretty clear. Her promo style, if if you can call it that, is is trash. I don't know how she's not better. As somebody who's been, you know, in the spotlight for years, who's had to give interviews. But when you see her her mainstream interviews and stuff, like the one with Mike Golick with the whole going back in time and how time travel's not real, Mike. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with this woman? So, but an interview and a promo is um, something totally different, you know, performing on stage where you're not being asked questions and stuff like that. I mean, I'm not saying they're the same, but she's, the point is, she's been on stage She's been on stage. The interview with Mike Golick or whoever at ESPN or MMA.com or wherever the fuck you're getting interviewed isn't the same as cutting a promo in the ring or getting interviewed backstage in, in pro wrestling. But it's still a stage you're on. You're still performing. You're being you're being real and you're giving genuine answers and stuff. But again, you're performing <laughs> for you know thousands or millions of people watching. Like. Well, we I don't just know our channel, don't, um, because of that. I don't know how why she's not better. Why she it, well, we just hasn't seen R. Kelly. in the year. Well, we and just seen R. It. Kelly, who's been performing for thirty years, get on there and just get his interview. R. Kelly's been <laughs> singing <laughs> and performing old blood singer. <laughs> All right, I mean that's it's not the same. I'm R. Just, Kelly's just, a singer. I'm just, I'm just tripping. Oh, okay. I mean, I don't. Yeah. I think yeah, I'm just I'm poking fun. Or something. You know, I, I don't. I don't say that. But compare somebody who uh, with her. Um, I always thought Roman gave good interviews, but when he got on the stage, yeah, yeah. And about Roman all the time. Stick. Like, how is he the guy that everybody loves backstage, who's cracking everybody up? <laughs> why does he comes across the threshold of that damn curtain? Is does he become so unlikable? And that's yeah, today. Right. I guess that's today's rafflers because today's rafflers. I don't know too many that's really good on the sticks. I'm talking about when I mean by good, you can sit. That means you're consistent week to week. No matter what you got, you're good on the stick. Now you have some women who are better on the stick, like Alexa Bliss. Um, she's just witty and sharp. You know, Charlotte is Charlotte's yeah. okay. Charlotte's hit or miss. Yeah, man. that's what I'm saying. People coming okay a little bit. But, you know, a lot of the guys, like Seth Rollins, babyface Seth Rollins is not good on the stick at all to me. But when he was leading the show and he wasn't looking <laughs> like somebody, little brother, yeah. uh, little brother that's now, when he was still with the whining voice, I remember you used to come on here and talk about <laughs> the voice <laughs> and stuff like that. He was great on the stick. So, you know, it's just how they they have the kids today, I guess. It takes longer for them to be comfortable because they make you memorize all this stuff. And, you know, some people are not good at that. Public, it seems like today's um, society, especially the generation after us, not good at public speaking and stuff like that and knowing how to think on their feet. They hate it. <laughs> I remember Ricochet early promos before NXT. He he was garbage. He was hot garbage. A lot of these people who indie fans they that they, they like the indie fans like famous uh, who hot 
horrible on the stick. I like Kenny Omega, but his promo style is uh, not as good to me. The young what about uh, don't be good? What about Bruce's uh, kid, Trevor Lee? Is he any good on the mic? Um, I don't. I really. Um, I don't hear him uh, on the shows that Bruce be going to watch, but the look well, that I did he, hear on that TNA had, yeah. yeah. He didn't talk too much. They had somebody talk to him, but what they had, he wasn't that good. Like, I haven't seen anybody really out there good. Um, shoot, Cody been in the WWE system. I don't think he's that good on the sticks. It's like... Cody's good. I like Cody. Cody's no, good. That's saying, the one like thing a, he's, like a, I think, good at. I mean, he's good at wrestling, but he's you know better at talking, I guess. Yeah, I think he's good at putting together matches, but... Stick man, I'm talking about talking to you in the building, want to see you fight, see um, somebody beat you up or see you fight somebody. I don't know any wrestler, especially new or younger wrestler, that's good at that. Not one. Not one that you can say that can talk to you in the building and make you feel good about it. The best talker I, I don't see here in UFC who do the WWE or wrestling style promos, and that's Conor McGregor. <laughs> and he make the most money. Him and um, Floyd Mayweather. Wow. Why were people talking about the Erskine guy? Like, WWE had their chance at him. Uh, one of the Briscoe brothers, like, recruited him. But WWE said he was too, you know, he was too small. Now he's, like, an obvious star in UFC now. Like, is he over there just cutting crazy, vicious, like, promos? Money promos? Or is he just a super showman that just clearly would work in pro wrestling? Like, what's the deal with the, the, that guy? Oh, man, you know, um, you know. When he went and fight, he you know bringing people into him. He'll show me. He can talk on the. He can um, talk a little bit. But you know that's right. different. You know I don't think WWE gonna give you that type of freedom. And yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> and even if they do, I don't think a lot of these guys know. Um, they too worried about. Um putting on a great match. Most of these guys coming up want to have five-star matches. Right, forgetting that they got to get people I, in the building. Yeah, and I remember y'all asked the question, would you rather see a great match or a good story? A good build and to a today, so-so match. Good, yeah. A great build to a so-so yeah, match yeah. or a so-so build to a great match. I'll I'll take the great build to a so-so match. Me too, and I think that's what um, hurt wrestling today is because these um, wrestlers today say they 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 want to be they want they'd rather put on have creative freedom and put on five star matches and then have good stories that make you bigger icons and make more money. They do it for the art. And I always feel like that's something that you should never say. Like, you should always be doing this stuff for, you know, the build legends and make money, whatever you do. Because now you just not putting, you're not making your whole game complete because you're only thinking about it one way. It's just like somebody, these kids, they all they want to do is shoot threes. Do they? Okay. 
Yeah. Most kids today, if you go to a little AAU kid, little little kids pulling up from fifty feet, can't even make it to the basket sometimes. Uh, Everybody think they can beat Steph Curry, but they forget Steph Curry was a prodigy. <laughs> he was in middle school right, and stuff. Like most people aren't even Seth Curry. <laughs> <laughs> you think he's gonna be yep. Steph fucking Curry? Like no. Except Curry can't get a like, minute in the NBA court, and he's a fucking you know top one percent talented basketball player in the world. Like so, yeah. I'm like, come on, man. I prefer you to worry about the knowledge of the uh, the knowledge of the stuff putting together because if you can get through a match. Easily, but you can talk it up real good and display the story great. The match means more. I feel like matches mean more when people invested into it and they passionate about it, just like in sports. When you when you passionate about it, the game seems so much real. Oh my god! But, those were my only few things from this week. Good raw, decent SmackDown. Want to see what Fast Lane about? Still wish they could get to a one-on-one match. Don't understand why WWE have to work so hard to get so little. And shoot, man, you can go ahead and end the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 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 caught up in this damn uh, DIY. Uh, undisputed air match. So they hit a super falcon arrow. I mean, like a super falcon arrow from both guys standing on the top top rope. And then, uh, so Fish hit the falcon arrow, and then O'Reilly comes off the top rope, following it up with a damn top rope super knee drop, and fucking Chompa kicks out. It just, you know. I wonder how they're gonna fix this. I wonder how they're I gonna fix my- this since you bringing up this. You know, they just announced Tommaso Chumper got to have neck surgery. He, he went yeah. and had neck surgery. I wonder how they're gonna fix this. Let's see. Um. um all right, so they won. They beat Undisputed Era. Yeah, and I, I seen Spartans. I ain't gonna say no more, but um. I wonder how they're going to fix this. I know NXT good with their storytelling, but now you don't have a champion, and he might be out six to 14 months. They're talking about the – is it the fusion surgery? Is it the old, like, yeah. Edge and Rhino and all those kinds of things? Not the old fusion. Not the one that put you out, but it's a it's a surgery. I'm thinking they said that um, that um gonna, they can put him out for, um like, six to 14 months. It's not yeah. a one. Uh, one of them bad ones, like Edge them had. I don't think so. I, I remember the name. I, I I remember seeing what I seen the name, and I know it wasn't similar to what Edge had, but I know it's it's a decent amount of surgery where you got to be out for at least six to fourteen months, and that mm. makes me think he hurt his neck. Pretty heck of a uh, uh, time frame. Six to fourteen months, so you can be back in yeah, half a year or almost a year and a half. That's just yeah. 
Yeah, you. but you never know when it comes to that type of stuff, you know. Once they get up in there, it might be worse or it might not be as worse. I just hated for them. And the cause of it was them just drastically putting those guys, pulling those guys up from NXT and having to wrestle those matches. And he hurt that neck, I guess, when he took that bad bump. Uh, I don't. I mean, I'm. I, I just found out along with everybody else that he's going away to have the surgery, I, and, and and the implications of that as far as TV stuff goes. But just from history and all the dozens of guys that have had those similar issues, unless your name's Stone Cold Steve Austin, there has never been one instance. Turn your TV down for me. There's never been yeah, one instance, again, outside of Austin, that I know of or remember or can think of, that one move has taken a guy out with a neck injury. Like, neck stuff is... Oh, a, I know that. It's a buildup. All those guys that were dealing with Benoit, Edge, Angle, for, for obviously, you know, famously, uh, Rhino, so many guys had that had that or some type of uh, neck surgery. And this is, you know, this is 15, 20 years ago before, you know, I'm sure it's a lot better now. You know, it's like tearing the ACL in the 80s compared to tearing that shit in in, 2010 or today. Yeah, I think uh, um, reports say he might aggravated it more doing that. Okay, sure. Being a wrestler aggravated it. Your neck. Well, I, it can't just be like, oh, those call-ups. Like, no, if you said his knee is, is is messed up, yes, I saw that with my own eyes, and I was really worried that he you know, hurt his hurt his knee. Um, but next stuff, it's I err on the side of yeah, it's because you're a wrestler and you've been taking fifteen years worth of bumps. So yeah, but I just say when you get you you know like sometimes. You hurt yourself when you're doing something extra that you ain't had no plan that you ain't had no plan on doing, like mm-hmm. something extra come sure. up out of the blue, and that's mm-hmm. what I was feeling. I was feeling hurt my shoulder a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Try to help a customer get this damn giant uh, um, a rug, right? Like so, imagine. Oh, just imagine like a, a container. With, full of straws, like for your drink. Mm-hmm. So imagine if those straws were twenty foot rolled up rugs, like area rugs, mm. right? So they're heavy, and you can't exactly. You have to stand them up in the thing, like a straw. You got to stand it up in the thing. But who the fuck is fifteen feet tall that can just stand this? <laughs> and I'm like, yo, I was like, maybe if you just. If you throw it up high enough, <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. First off, somebody, a customer, somebody or myself could have gotten hurt more than my damn shoulder, which I walked away like, ah, like, damn, you got to stretch and do, uh, <laughs> you know, warm-ups before you do shit like that, Trav. Damn. You know, almost 39, man. <laughs> yep. The body take a little while to warm up. You know, when I was 15 playing baseball, my coach had us do, you know, like, no, don't you ever pick up a baseball and just start throwing it. 
Like, nah, do these stupid, you know, and they were goofy fucking work, uh, uh, warmups, but I'm sure they, they, uh, you know, people did them for a reason. So anyway, all right, that's a good enough place to end the show. Thanks to Appreciate you as always. All right. Crap. All right. The from Georgia, everybody. All right. So that does it, uh, does it for us this week, uh, at least on the live side of things. Rich and I will be by for uh, some VIP content. Um, yeah, we'll talk more uh, weekend wrestling, and I think there's a ton of comic book stuff to talk about this week, so we'll figure it out. So, yeah, so uh, yeah, we'll see you all next week. Same time, same channel. Uh, VIP folks, click over for Rich and I. Um, 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 yeah, that's it. Get it y'all next time. I'm Trav. Appreciate y'all. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.